whatever you want by dialing in toll-free and taking control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Unlike those other talk shows, want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free, so enjoy at freetalklive.com. By the way, tonight is your last chance to vote for Free Talk Live in the year 2010. It is the podcast awards. It's been going on uh, for about two weeks now. And, and uh, it is close as we understand it. Down so to the wire is it how it's being need described. all the votes we can get. Yeah. Even if you don't usually vote, vote <laughs> yeah, this is a vote that makes a difference. So please take a uh, take a moment, go to podcastawards.com and vote for Free Talk Live in the, uh, in the politics slash news category. We'll remind you again later. Don't worry. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. And apparently uh, there's a new app for your iPhone out. Did you hear about this? The, uh, the Patriot, yeah, yeah, the Patriot app, <laughs> as it's being called. Soon to come to Android, too. Because all good patriots will turn their neighbor into the government. Right. That's what this do you, is Do you about. remember they, they were proposing that back <clears throat> right after the Patriot Act was passed uh, in, under the Bush administration? What, a, a phone app? They wouldn't it have wasn't, had No, no, then. it wasn't a phone app. It was just a snitch on your neighbor program. They were trying to recruit people who were cable men and mail yeah, men and all program. that. the tips program. The tips program, right. And they caught a lot of flack for that, and they kind of went back in, uh, under the rock they crawled out from on that one. But now they're bringing it back out now as a app. How, how interesting. Citizen Concepts, a company formed by insiders from the Department of Homeland Security, the story from Infowars.com, defines the use of such an app on their homepage. Citizen Concepts announces the launch of Patriot App TM, the world's first iPhone application that empowers citizens to assist government agencies in creating safer, cleaner, and more efficient communities via social networking and mobile technology. We have our ways. This app was founded on the belief that citizens can provide the most sophisticated and broad network of eyes and ears necessary that it is true. to prevent terrorism, crime, environmental negligence, or other malicious behavior. Simply download, report, including pictures, <laughs> and submit information to relevant government agencies, employers, or publish incident data to social network tools. Tools. And then uh, they talk about how it's integrated into the FBI, the EPA, the GAO, the CDC, custom integration with uh, employers. I wonder if that gives them a backdoor into your iPhone. You, who knows? You can take a peek at the FBI's most wanted list, etc. So, <laughs> <laughs> be a patriot. Download your snitch app today. Tool. Have it at the ready, you know, good I, citizen. So I, I am, uh, I'm torn on this whole snitching thing. Uh, I do not believe. Stop that it, your snitching. I do not. Well, <laughs> I'm I, not torn. I, I, I am, um, and let me tell you why. I believe that if somebody has committed a violent um, or you know uh, theft-oriented crime against somebody, that they ought to be snitched on. And, yeah, but that's different. That's an actual crime. A lot of the stuff that people are encouraged to uh, snitch about. So you about. make up your own definitions as you go along. That's fun. It's really a great way to communicate with people. And, and if you were to send that information on a local crime to the FBI, how long do you think it's going to take the FBI to respond oh, yeah, to that? they're not going to do much about it. No. Um, but I, I do think that uh, if you have information on uh, you know, how somebody's been harmed in some real way, that you know, turning that information over is a good thing, not a bad thing. However, I think that the vast majority of what they call crimes out there are not crimes at all, and... 
that telling on your neighbor for those things is just busybody crap. My that's neighbor, what this my neighbor has a, long, a, a, a yard uh, that's too long because they were out. Uh, they went to uh, uh, to Mecca. Right. You know, they, whatever they did, they you know, they, the, the grass is too long and it's not acceptable. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. There's a lot more to discuss here tonight. We'll take your calls about anything. In fact, that's where we're going right now to the phones and the fun. Jamie is in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jamie. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, Jamie told you so. How are you, sir? <laughs> well, I'm just uh, calling to tell you I told you so. You, what do you, what what did you, you tell us so? I told you a long time ago this was going to happen. What? What do you mean, this? Walmart uh, is going to have the the National uh, Department of Homeland Security. You predicted this? I didn't. I don't recall. I mean, I don't recall everything. I did. I sure did. I'll take your word for it. It was about it was about four or five years ago. How about that? So have you actually seen it? Have you seen the videos that the Walmart has? Yes, I have. Pretty scary, huh? Yeah, it is, and that's it's going to get worse than that too. It's going to get worse than that. Well, you got another prediction for us, Jamie? Told you so. Yes. I got one right now. All right. Lay it on us. They're going to cut Social Security out, half of it, part of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, They can't really do anything but cut back on Social Security. They either have to... Medicare, too. Well, they either have to uh, cut back on the so-called benefits or cut back or rather increase the age at which people will receive those benefits or jack up... Uh, significantly the rates at which they are stealing it currently. All the above. So anyway, you slice that, there, it's going to be difficult. Who's stealing it? What? Hmm? Stealing what? The money they're stealing from people, the 15% uh, that oh, they're stealing. Oh, the government is? Yeah, the so- Social Security, when you look at your paycheck, yeah. that's 7.5%, as I understand yeah. it, that you see. And, and then there's another... out of our taxes, and they're taking it, the damn crook. Correct, and they remember, they're taking twice as much as you see. So when you look at your paycheck... The number they put next to Social Security that they took from you, uh-huh. th- take that and multiply it times two because the business, your boss, Employer. took out the same amount before they actually cut the check to you and took out the other amount. So there's 7.5% that you see and then 7.5% that you don't. So it's actually I, twice I as much as I got another prediction, too. Does it involve multiplication, too? <laughs> no. It's, 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 it's uh, uh, another terrorist attack is going to be planned. All right. By whom? And they're going to use that to bring it uh, to uh, make us throw away some more rights of ours. That's that's I think a safe prediction. It's going to be planned. I think I'm going to make a prediction. I'm no terrorist. I just want to make it offhand. All right. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too crazy to be a terrorist. <laughs> well, I'm telling ter- you, it's going to happen in the next year or so. All right. What is it? I don't know, but something's going to happen. The the government's going to be behind it. And they're going to use this for a pretext to go into Iran. I, I'm a little curious. Is it, the, is it the terrorists or the government that's going to be multiplying? Because I, I missed that in your prediction. Uh, damn terrorist is the government. Uh-huh. Yep. Jamie gets it, Mark. Don't don't you treat him and let, talk down to him. I, I, I prefer to talk down to you. That's and fine. I ain't like I ain't like this nut that went into uh, and shot some people at the school board. I'm not like, nothing like that. But a, a person just can only have enough. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's and I, got and a I'm line. fed up. I'm fed up with it. What are you going to do, Jamie? Are. What, what are you am do? I going to do? Yeah, I'm going to call my representatives. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to call the White House. I'm going to say, well, if I'm speaking the truth, if you think that's a terrorist, I guess I'm a terrorist. Don't call the White House, Jimmy. Uh, don't don't bother with your representative either. They multiply worse than terrorists do. Yeah, they're a bunch of crooks. 
So, Jamie, what are you, what's going on in your personal life these days? I mean, the last time we heard from you, and it's been a while. I don't remember the last time it was. Maybe yeah. sometime early this year. Grandma wasn't doing so well, as I remember. Uh, yeah, she passed away. Oh, sorry to hear sorry. that. Couple years ago. Yeah. Now, did you uh, inherit uh, the house? Because you were living with her. Uh, no, I didn't while. inherit nothing. Oh, a bunch man. of damn crooks didn't inherit me nothing in it. <laughs> well, at least you got <laughs> to love her while e- she was even, alive. Even in your own family, there's a bunch of crooks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wait, are you suggesting Grandma was a crook or that? No, else? no, I'm talking about the ones that run uh, like her uh, rotten kids. Hmm. So, did uh, I, what are you doing for work now? What am I doing for work? Yes, yeah. sir. I'm yeah. laid off right now. That's yeah. what. We ain't got nothing around here but a chicken farm. No kidding. We're, no kidding. We out, still got that Kentucky. chicken farm. And they all they hired as Mexicans. Well, they, they work hard and they work cheap, you know. Well, so. that's a generalization. Some Mexicans a do lot, not work hard. True. And, some of them and I guess you got one thing to say before I leave. Hmm. Go ahead. This is James from Kentucky, and this is Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. At Multiplying Mexicans. At 800-259-9231. I like the uh, the Lou Rockwell post. I think it was today on their blog where somebody, I think it was his blog, where one of his bloggers pointed out that they'd been broken down. Oh, it was Will, Will Grigg, William Norman Grigg, pointed out that he'd been broken down something like three times in, in a car not car accidents but something went wrong with his car and all three times it was uh, mexican immigrants that stopped to help him and That's none nice. of the uh, the white guys that were driving by seemed to give much of a damn just thought it was interesting 800-259-9231 that even with all the hatred directed towards them some of these guys are still stopping and helping people on the side of the road and i think that's pretty cool more coming up you take control and bring up anything free talk live have you been thinking about starting a website i'm gonna tell you about a great offer from hostgator HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have on the site for free. In fact, one of those features is our bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. If you like Taron Lupo's history pieces on the LCL Report, then check out his new historical fiction novel, Pirates of Savannah. It's an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the Low Country. At its heart is a tale of prisoners, refugees, and society's cast-offs all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discover a path to liberty on the open seas. It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was like in the 1700s and is loaded with real obscure historical events that time's nearly erased and buried. Taryn is doing an experiment in intellectual property and taking a risk by giving away the ebook completely free. You can check out the, the, the whole thing, 25 chapters, at piratesofsavannabook.com. It's piratesofsavannabook.com. 
com. I uh, just actually downloaded it myself and uh, ready to give it a listen on the, the trip down to Florida that I'm taking, and I'm excited. Har, matey! Also, you can, <laughs> you can uh, vote for Pirates of Savannah when you go to vote.freetalklive.com. Um, when they're in the cultural category, Free Talk Live is in the political news category, and we all need your votes. It's yeah, we really don't need close. to promote it every segment, but uh, we'll come back and do that again for you later on. 800-259-9231. Much rather talk to you and talk to Adam in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. Hi, I'm really creeped out about that app, that spying and snitching app there that you were discussing at the top of the hour. Creepy, huh? Yeah, the the one for the iPhone, and uh, I'm sure they're working on one now, so you can get it on your Android, too. You bet. Mm-hmm. Well, we've known it was coming for the last 10 years, but it's finally here now. I'm, I'm surprised that Mark would find it himself ambiguous to the notion. Can you explain any of that, Mark? What? I'm sorry, um, ambiguous? I'm ambiguous to the idea... So if uh, I believe that if – you know, I thought I made myself clear. If somebody has been the victim of a violent crime, then I think that the perpetrator should be uh, you know, apprehended. Well, you can call 911 on your phone. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. We already have that. 911 no, no. is the no, line for I, violent crime. I was talking generally about uh, snitching in general. Ian has, this, Ian has this way of communicating that uh, one should not ever talk to the police about a crime that has been committed because snitching is bad. I never said that. Uh, that's, I have, that's what I have way, said is – is that you should not talk to the police in general. It's a, it's usually a very bad idea. But if you called them, then, yeah, you probably should go ahead and well, talk Well, you don't to have them. to choose between talking to the police or the perpetrator. You can talk to other people in the community about it and discuss maybe if you should go to the police or what, whether or not you're just a tool in this case. And uh, it's not that it has to be a crime in this case either. They're not only going to be dealing with crimes. I mean, they're going to be dealing with people who are caught with libertarian material in the wrong state. And uh, they might just end up getting the book thrown at them for something bogus. It could, so, be, it could go in all kinds of directions. You're you saying that if you commit, if you tell um, tell the police that a uh, a real crime has been committed, that it's it's likely that the police will uh, search your house, find libertarian material, and throw you in jail. No, if the neighbors find you with libertarian material, all they have to do is snap a photo of it and upload it to the snitch application, and then you can get punished for something that isn't a crime. Right, I understand. You never know. I understand mm. the difficulties and challenges that uh, that's with this snitch application. What I'm saying is, is that I think that if somebody has committed a violent crime or has stolen something from someone, that they deserve to, uh, you know, be punished for that and have to um, make amends. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's not an unreasonable yeah, thing to say. So, anything else you wanted to share tonight, Adam? Funny that last call. You uh, this guy had a. A whole bunch of flat tires he encountered in uh, Mexican English would always stop and help him, but he said that he would never get help from white people. I was thinking earlier today about the same sort of thing, and I don't want to generalize white people. I am one myself, and I happen to uh, not be uh, this certain way. But uh, it, it seems there's something about growing up as a white person that doesn't force you to distinguish between your privileges and your rights. That's there's something about growing up as a white person that doesn't force in you America. to distinguish between your privileges and your rights. Can you tell me a little more about what you mean by that? Well, I mean, look at how many uh, white people commit equal amounts of crime. Uh, pot smoking is not uh, a black thing to do, but black people get punished disproportionately for it. And, you know, they, they have to uh, learn learn really hard, awful lessons early in life. And white people can, can uh, not have to deal with that uh, all the time. Some of them, if you live in the right neighborhood, a gated community, you're never going to get hassled and that kind of stuff. And uh, you see somebody on the side of the road, you, know, you don't understand what it's like to be in that kind of a situation. When I was a kid, we got hassled for it. I lived in a, in a white suburban community, and, and the cops were, would harass kids for smoking pot. 
Yeah, like uh, Adam said, it it depends on which community you live in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you live in a gated community, it's pretty unlikely you're going to get harassed for much of anything. Uh, if you are, you know, because the cops in many cases aren't even allowed in there without being called in. So that's mm-hmm. another factor. Adam, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, we didn't get a chance yesterday to mention at all what was going on with Julian Assange. Uh, we haven't given you an update on that. Of course, it's been since last week. We had the cyber war where uh, the hackers, the hacktivists, were taken down MasterCard and Visa and uh, I think it was uh, let's PayPal. They had PayPal, yeah, mm-hmm. as well as the Swiss bank, uh, Swedish government website. Yeah, in the, addition. the lawyers for the uh, gals that are uh, you know making these spurious charges against Assange. You know, I actually had a, a blog post here talking about the prison conditions that Assange was uh, being subjected in, but apparently the post has and been pulled down. And he was bailed out and then um, unbailed uh, d- just uh, quickly after that. The, uh, the the Swedish government said, no, no, you can't let him out. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I mean, he put up a, a bail of just a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, the amount here, according to, the Roy- according to Reuters, uh, he has been set on bail for three hundred and seventeen thousand four hundred U.S. dollars. Two hundred thousand pounds is what that is. And, Which is an incredible number. And a, mu- a bunch of people came came forward and put this money up for him. This didn't yeah. come out of a special account or something like that. And I wonder if that's the reason that they, uh, you know, they not good enough. Because he doesn't, they don't feel like he's put up the money. I don't no, know. no, it's just the Swedes uh, want him to keep want to keep him there. So uh, an appeal will be held within the next forty eight hours, and you will remain in custody. A judge told Assange, who nodded and said, "I understand." Before being led from the dock by security guards, Assange, who has now spent a week in solitary confinement in London's Wandsworth Prison, is fighting attempts to extradite him to Sweden for questioning over sexual um, allegations of sexual misconduct made by two female WikiLeaks volunteers, accusations he denies. The extradition so, hearing is set for January 11th. I'd like to talk about uh, solitary confinement as cruel and unusual punishment real quick. Um, you know, the people that don't think that solitary confinement is cruel and unusual punishment have never been in solitary confinement i mean this is clearly this is it drives people absolutely insane being alone you mean being alone what about what about the solitary confinement is um uh is so problematic for people uh, humans are social creatures. Separation. They, they need that. Uh, they had interaction. The only interaction you get is with a, a surly guard at the uh, bean hole, and then whatever you can yell back and forth with the with the inmates until the guards come in and pepper spray the whole block. Um, you what, know, so, what about imaginary friends? <laughs> well, right. that's what you'll get. Yeah, you'll get them, and then pretty, <laughs> and then they'll come with you when you leave. Um, you know, yeah, it's I, not funny. The the yeah, well, it's it's funny and not funny. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's, not. it's gallows humor. The problem here is that what. Uh, you know, when, when you're talking about cruel and unusual punishment, what is Julian Assange been punished being punished for? Because being he hasn't messenger. been convicted of anything. Right. Keeping him in solitary confinement is it's immoral. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. He had been uh, apparently set free before the Swedish government had stepped in under some very strict conditions. I'll tell you a little bit about those coming up here in a moment. Uh, you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The, the GPS, GPS Black, Black Box, Box Dash, Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. 
It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They are yours for free. You can get the last seven days' worth at the top of the uh, the website, and then if you click into the archive section, that will take you all the way back to late 2006, all of it free for you and brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. They've got free domain transfers, free file transfers, free database transfers, free script transfers, easy an easy-to-use control panel, and 4,500 website templates that you can build your own site from, uh, com- whether it's a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website. Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll get your first month completely free, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Excellent, excellent host. All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, We'll take your calls about anything if you make them at 800-259-9231. Julian Assange still sitting in a jail cell after having been uh, able to actually successfully make bail Having very ridiculous bail, yeah, absolutely uh, a bail that you would expect to see on a murderer, perhaps. Two hundred. Uh, I, I can tell you that I was in uh, jail for murder, and my bail was lower than Julian Assange. What was your bail? Two hundred fifty thousand. Yep, his was uh, his was approximately it's been a little while. Uh, inflation might uh, go in, but I think that it's it's commensurate. Um, in his case, his the accusations uh, are. I think they're using the terms rape, but uh, I've read you know I've read the stories on this, and uh, the best you can come up with is a guy who you know knew the condom had broken and decided to continue having sex with a woman. Then a couple of days later, later had sex with another woman. These two gals uh, get together, and and the second time he had sex with that other woman, he decided not to use a condom, but she let him have sex with her. Um, then those yeah. two gals got together. I imagine they were kind of a little miffed that they uh, that you know he right. used them. Um, well, and, no, they used him too. Sex takes two people to get involved. Maybe each of them thought that they had him exclusively. Yeah, I don't think people like it when they find out that somebody has had sex in a, in whatever X amount of days. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it was like two or three days yeah. with another person. They don't like it, especially if you're staying at uh, the gal's house. But it's not rape. No, it's not. Uh, it's not it, any crime. Right. It, it would have been rape if she had said, no, no, wait, no, no, I need to stop. And he would have kept going. But I mean, we don't know what happened. We weren't there. I think you've got to do even more than just say stop. You know, I mean, I'm, I understand where you're well, coming from. you can pull from. away. Right. You, like, I don't want to get too graphic. Right. That's what I always do. You, know, you have to really, uh, you know, you have to really mean it when you say stop. I mean, you know. Stop. Well, Some people say stop and don't mean stop. Yeah, but yeah, I, there's true. a relationship there typically. I mean, usually. usually that's that's kind of one of those things that should be agreed upon in advance. I can I tell you sure. if someone told me to stop, I would stop. Yeah, I would too. Um, you know, but if, do you if think anything, it's rape in the same way? You know, stop. If you keep going and, and you're keep, told if you're told to stop, yeah, I think that's rape. They keep doing what they're doing physically. There's and the chance you stop. couldn't have heard it, but if if it was said to where you heard it, you know, if you 
you know that somebody told you to stop and you're not into like S&M or whatever. I think we're, we're then, getting into the gray areas of rape and I, um, I, I think rape that, is unwanted uh, sexual intercourse. Uh, right. And I think that uh, people that no, don't want rape. sexual intercourse act like they don't want sexual intercourse. They don't just speak like they don't want sexual intercourse. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Mark. And like I said, there are things that you could do, but I don't want to get too graphic on uh, the radio in regards to how you could, you know, separate oneself from another uh, another person. You know, and it's funny because I don't think there's any owner's manual for 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 this for sexual in, or ca- male female encounters, especially for a young man who who might not have been told by his father. You know, these are the rules. You know, mm-hmm. she says no, it means no. My dad did say that to me. But a lot of men probably don't. A lot of uh, men don't have fathers in the house. So how do you teach somebody that? Also, um, you know, there, you say there's no owner's manual, and it's absolutely true. I uh, watched the chickens in the yard, and, uh, you know, what that rooster doing is doing looks remarkably like rape to me. Mm-hmm. But, but they're animals. You know, it's just the way. Well, I'm just saying you're <laughs> saying it's, it's it, you know, there's no owner's manual, and, you know, that there's not. And I, um, you know, you just, you just got to wonder. So anyway, Assange uh, sitting in a jail cell awaiting now another hearing of some sort where he's already gone through this process and has been he's probably pretty sick of hearings at this point. Actually, yeah. it's the only thing that gets him out of his cell. So you where know, the Swedish government it. has uh, essentially said, no, no, you can't let him go. We're appealing this decision. And so that's coming down. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to happen. So who knows how long he'll be sitting in there, maybe another few days. Uh, The judge had ruled earlier that pending the extradition hearing, Assange could be freed under strict conditions, including electronic tagging and a curfew. He would have uh, would have to report to police daily and post a two hundred thousand pound bond, which he's done the uh, the bond, and so apparently they're going to put an ankle bracelet on him or some sort of uh, tagging device and tell him he can't go out after dark. <laughs> and I've been there, so I know how you know awful that can be. It's going to be better than being in solitary confinement. Yeah, beats that, no doubt about it. But uh, anyway, there is a problem because he's been granted bail on a condition of two hundred thousand pounds cash is paid into this court here, and that's an awful lot of money, according to the former wife of Pakistani cricketer Imran Khan. It's a pity that uh, he can't use MasterCard or Visa in order to assist him to arrange that. Riddle denied Assange bail a week ago on grounds he might abscond, but he said he'd changed his mind because Assange had proved or rather provided a British address and because discrepancies over his passport and right to stay in Britain had now been resolved. So treating this man like he is uh, is a murderer, basically, putting him in solitary confinement, over 200,000 pounds uh, bail, which brings it to approximately 340 uh, 300 excuse me 317,000 US dollars as we continue to watch and and wait and see what comes next not much news has come out yet uh, from the uh, the cyber war i guess their current assignment is to read the wikileaks cables and so hopefully people are in the midst of uh, of doing that now and i don't know if we'll get some sort of centralized reporting in that case from the uh, from the pirates or rather the hackers that are uh, that are out there, the hacktivists. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll just see. I'm reports. really interested in what's in some of those things. Yeah, we'll we'll probably just end up seeing reports popping up of what is in these things, and it won't necessarily be attributed to the Operation Payback folks that we were following last week. So again, no easy in this uh, this new generation so-called warfare, the cyber war. There's no easy side to point to. There's nothing really to look at. There's nobody wearing a uniform mm. uh, and trotting around and and rolling tanks or anything like that. You can't get video footage of the cyber war there's there's not much there as far as uh, in reality that you can point to 
to say, oh, here's what's going on. So if you know something that we don't, feel free to uh, to fill us in at 800-259-9231. And other Assange-related news, uh, he did apparently not win, and I guess you shouldn't have really expected him to. The Person of the Year Award from Time Magazine. That's pretty much the headline today about Julian Assange, because otherwise he's just sitting in jail, not much going on. Uh, but he was in the race for the Person, person of, of the, the Year, year Award time. and was dominating the the numbers. Now, I don't know if the Person of the Year Award is a voted thing. or if, I think you can vote on it. Um, but, but I don't think the Time is going to nail themselves to the why voting. Why would they? You know, who would right. want to give up that kind of power? I mean, if I right. if I wanted to decide who the, the the person of the year award is, I'll sure I'll take people's uh, recommendations, but I'm going to make that decision. So ultimately, Time Magazine, who of course you know that's a big media company. I don't know, I don't remember who their owners are, but they're one of the big big dogs out there. So of course they sided with the government and they selected Mark Zuckerberg from uh, from Facebook. You know, so, I, you can't say that uh, Mark software Zuckerberg, guy. Yeah, he, you can't say he hasn't changed the uh, the face of the world with his uh, you know with his management of his company. No, but Facebook's a great product. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. It's I think the second most popular website in the world, second only to Google. Mm-hmm. And so, no doubt. I mean, he has accomplished something that is is is, is pretty incredible. Uh, but uh, Julian Assange and what he's done with WikiLeaks, yeah, I he's think really is changed far the world far more. I, and, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say that uh, Time Magazine didn't win the Captain Bitch Up Award with uh, going <laughs> and giving Ju- Julian Assange the, uh, uh, excuse me, with going and giving uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. the Person of the Year. I think Mark Zuckerberg is an amazing guy. Um, I mean, I I saw his uh, was it 20 minutes or 66 uh, 60 minutes um, 2020 or 60 minutes interview here recently, and you know, amazing dude, amazing story. 26 year old Bill. Billionaire. Yeah, that's it's pretty impressive. That goes to no work doubt. without an office. I mean, he just goes in and works in a big uh, office with everybody else. I mean, real down right? to earth, dude. Uh, you know, I think he's amazing. He um, just sits in a cubicle or what? No, he doesn't even have a cube. No, no cubes. Okay, so how does he work? Yeah, it works across from another dude. Hmm. Okay, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So you're saying he doesn't have the window office or anything yeah. like that? It's important to stay humble. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free and taking control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site totally free. So head over there, enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it. Getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up there. You'll get perks, too, as an amplifier, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum, and the amp-only podcast, and more. Get the details, get signed up. 
amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card. PayPal alternative options are available, too. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world are moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, it's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And you can tell you've got a good idea on your hands when people start to borrow it. Uh, and the Free State Project has been, well, borrowed, I suppose. Some would say again. copied, uh, but I think that's okay because it's, again, a compliment when people borrow your ideas. And so, yeah, the Free State Project has been uh, copied again by, first of all, it was the, the Free Wyoming Project mm-hmm. that is still out there and they're still going, although they haven't updated the front page of their website in two years. Uh, then there's the there Free are, Europe uh, Project. Uh, what what hundreds of signers and dozens of movers to uh, Wyoming? I wouldn't claim to know what the. That's what um, I've heard. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe that sounds realistic. Now, I'm what not part sure. of Europe is the Free Europe Project uh, going to coagulate in? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I don't that's think been chosen that far. Yeah, uh, I think that's, that the, their website's dead too. Yeah, it's been dead it's since 2006, I think. Pretty much over for them. I haven't. I checked that recently, but uh, so yeah, you get Free Wyoming, which you know it's still going. We know that that's the case. The guy who's behind it, the uh, Boston Tea Party, he showed up at a. I guess he was last year or the year before that. He's he's shown up at a, a Free State Project event, and people are still kind of talking about it to some extent, at least on our show. Haven't heard much about the Free Europe thing. I remember there was something else. There was also the Christian Exodus uh, Project, which essentially literally took the uh, the wording from the Free State Project's website and inserted Christian Exodus into it. I mean, they literally took it word for word. That was South Carolina, right? Correct. They chose South Carolina and I'm not sure where that is. Honestly, I should, I should probably take a look at them. But that was obviously a scary kind of a project uh, in that it's a bunch of theocrats uh, that want to move together and you know tell each other how to live their life. Uh, not really the very attractive thing for liberty. but for self, me, Yeah, that can be pretty self-destructive in a short period of time. Right, but within the liberty movement, uh, I think that it's it's been acknowledged that the Free State Project is, uh, is a pretty good idea, and so it's been interesting kind of watching the people that have borrowed uh, the, the concept and seeing how they've done, because the Free State Project is also a mature idea. It's a, a mature concept that is, has now been around for almost a decade. I mean, it was it was originally formulated in 2001 with a few internet posts that ended up spinning off into a website that ended up really turning into a movement where over a few hundred people, several hundred people, have actually made the move to New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. Be- several hundred people have made the move and checked in with the uh, the, the the group, and their their number has been clicked over on the website. It's likely, um, as a matter of fact, I know people who have uh, moved and not checked in, and people who have uh, moved and not even signed up for the Free State Project. So I'd say that there's you know likely more than a thousand movers. It's just you know me talking. Yeah, so uh, so it's a real movement, and, and there's real evidence of its success, and we're starting to see some change coming here in New Hampshire, positive pro-liberty change. They're starting to see success in civil disobedience and and uh, politics, which is very difficult to see change in in a quick period of time. But in four years, we've we've seen advancements in liberty in the the world of politics. I'm impressed by what has been able to uh, to be accomplished in that particular realm, and I'm, I'm going to get back involved in it to some extent myself. And Judge Napolitano is getting more and more face time on Fox. What's that have to do with the Free State Project? Well, it's liberty in, in, on a worldwide scale. Yeah, it's oh, spreading okay. around the world. And even in Europe, a lot of the people who are very uh, socialist are starting to see that, that it, it's not working for them as their countries go broke. 
<laughs> Good. Uh, so, yeah. So the, the newest one is the Southeast Liberty Project. Southeast Liberty Project. Okay. Yeah. So what they want to do is they want to get liberty-minded people to move to one county somewhere in the southeast. Okay. And I guess they haven't launched a website yet, but there's a Facebook page for it. And so it's going to be for all the people that, you know, that are really scared of the cold and they don't want to come to uh, to New Hampshire. And so that's, you know, good luck to them. Well, you know, good, good luck. I don't think it's going to work out because I, uh, counties don't have the power that states have. States are sovereign uh, entities, as it were. Yeah, uh, but if everybody takes over the county and just doesn't go along with it, then it could work out, right? The county but, sheriff could help. Th- th- then you yeah, they could. But, yeah, you know, I don't I, d- I doubt that's going to work out because, you know, the, the fact is that they'll just uh, the state charters the county and the state will rescind the county's charter and then they'll just uh you know merge them with some other county that's next door to them or something like that so if they want to they can do that um it's aren't there some states where it's reverse where there are home rule states and i think that one one would need to legally look this up certainly um you're still not going to find counties with more power than the state but you may find in some states that some counties have more power than other counties all right so uh 800-259-9231 800-259-9231 if you want to get involved in this discussion. I mean, I, I wish them the best of luck, and that's the same thing. I, I'm, I'm fine with competition. I think that's great. I think competition is important. I just think it's – I don't think it's going to work too well. And you've got the the other factor is that it's not, it's a new idea. For, I mean, for the, the idea of going into this one county in the south somewhere, first of all, they're going to have to pick the county. And the Free State Project took some time. I mean, it took – Till I think it was sometime in 2003, late 03, when the Free State Project got to 5,000 members, and then the they had the voting process, wherein 10 different states were possibly on the you know the Ross uh, the the ballot, and you could vote for which states you liked the best. New Hampshire won overwhelmingly, but for good reason. It was very well sold by its its uh, its advocates and the people that lived there, and very well promoted. So maybe they're going to do something similar with the Free Southeast Project. Maybe they're going to you know pick some some potential counties that'll be they think are good options and i I imagine there are going to be a lot to take a look at because you're dealing with the southeast i mean you're talking about from i I looked at the map it's basically you know texas the east texas over to uh west virginia i mean you're talking about a huge swath of land with millions and millions of people living in them surely there are going to be counties that don't have a lot of population in there that there's no doubt about oh yeah um but it's going to be quite the quite the challenging. Uh, I guess they've got the challenge on well, their hands to know, take a look at those counties and, and compare them and and uh, presumably vote unless there's going to be some sort of arbitrary selection by the creators of the project. People act like it's the cold in New Hampshire, and I understand that some people really do have aversions to the cold. But we have heaters and things like that. I think what it really is is it's the moving. Moving is an expensive. Well, this is going to be moving too. It's going to be moving right. to a and that's county. what I'm trying to tell you here. Is I don't think they're going to have that much luck even if they have the advantage of warmth they're going to have mm-hmm. the disadvantage of not being a state and um you know they're you know being a, being a county isn't a particularly advantageous position the reason that new hampshire's good is because it's about the size of a county i mean mm-hmm. you know there there are some counties that are probably you know at some large fraction of the size of the uh, of the state of New Hampshire, and that's why it's doable to do the Free State Project up here. Look, I wish the Pilgrims had landed at St. Augustine. I really do, <laughs> but they didn't, you know, and the reality is this is where you know this is where it has to be, that, that New Hampshire has a lot of advantages that other places don't. Look, 
I hope it works out. I really do. If it works out better than uh, the Free State Project, we'll I'll move. be moving there. But <laughs> it's not going to. That's my prediction. Yeah. Well, you were reluctant about moving up to the cold at first, Mark. Yeah, you got used to it. Yeah, I, I didn't want to move to the cold. Um, for me, the sunlight was an issue in the first year. I found that uh, I needed to. Yeah, to a lot of people have that spectrum issue. Spectrum bulbs, um, you know, early on, and now I'm just kind of used to it. But doesn't bug me. But then again, I liked the rain in Florida, and most people don't like that either. Mm-hmm. So. so I just wanted to throw it out there. I saw it over on Facebook, and I thought, oh, well, good luck to them. I, I hope it works out. I mean, as much as I'd love for everybody to come up to New Hampshire and get involved and get active, I understand it takes a lot of time, and it does take a, a serious commitment. And uh, and I, 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 to some extent, do value the, the competition out there. The energy there, but... that you put into uh, putting a project like this together would be best spent, you know, spending a little money on some snow tires with studs and uh, some, you know, buying some heating oil up here. It's not you set the thermostat in your house yeah. at 72 or Mine's whatever, 68. You set, whatever you set it at. And 72. it's that warm there. Yes, you have to go outside. And some if you go to work, you have to scrape the stuff off your car. We you have, have automatic start, starters. You push the little button. The car starts from. You know, inside your house, it's remote control. No big deal. Um, I've been doing the scraping, man. I don't have that remote start fancy stuff like you do. You don't go anywhere. You ride your bicycle. Well, that's true. You know what? When I lived in the South, though, I found I was in the air conditioning all the time. It yeah. was no fun going outside. Right. Sure, you go outside in August and uh, in Florida, you're going to be drenched in sweat by the time you get to your car. It's and really it's no nice different. to have four seasons, too, which I never had before. Those don't exist in yeah, Florida. Florida. doesn't mean that much to me. I just found For me, oh my God, I love the colors. I love spring when the colors come out and uh, when they go away in fall, it's beautiful. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can learn more at freestateproject.org about the Free State Project. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can, again, take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can go there and you can enjoy the site for free. Plus, you can vote for us. It is something that happens only once a year. The podcast awards are going on now, but probably only for the next four hours or so. I'm not sure. It doesn't say on their website exactly, at least on the front page. I haven't dug deep, uh, but it doesn't say exactly when the voting period will end. I would presume it'll either be midnight Eastern or midnight Pacific. Uh, that's my guess as to when the voting period closes. So if you haven't yet voted 
please do. If you haven't voted since yesterday, please do because they reset the vote uh, option every 24 hours. You can vote again every 24 hours, but that's not going to happen tomorrow because it's over tonight at midnight. So go to podcastawards.com, choose Free Talk Live in the politics slash news category, and then fill out the uh, the rest of the form and get your verification email. Click the link inside it and you're done. Done for 2010, and uh, we will keep our fingers crossed and hope that we win because it is apparently down to the wire in most of the categories in the podcast awards. Yeah, so we desperately need your vote. Yeah, which means the uh, the other liberty oriented shows out there could also use some assistance. Uh, there's some our friends, some of our friends in the the liberty world are in other categories. You'll find school sucks in there. Uh, you'll find uh, Fr- free domain radio. You'll find pirates of Savannah. And uh, hardcore history, I think that's I, I libertarian like ish. Yeah, that's, I like uh, uh, Ted is in there. Yeah, so there's some other good stuff Skeptic's there. Skeptic's Guide to the Universe is kind of interesting. So head on over to podcastawards.com as we take your phone calls about what you want, and then we'll tell you about the bomb squad being called out for something that was blinking in Washington. What was it? <laughs> Turn well, signal. <laughs> take a guess. Ryan in Iowa, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Ryan, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, a lot's on my mind. Okay, thank you very much for taking my call. Well, that's what we do, so you you don't really have to thank us too much. (laughs) But go ahead. Okay, Okay, long story short, I was in the United States Navy Delayed Entry Program from August 28th of 2008 until April 13th, 2009, Easter Sunday. I actually swore in, down at MEPS, military processing in Des Moines, the exact moment that Obama took the Democratic nomination. Okay. I don't think that was any coincidence because I was PO'd because I actually supported Obama in the caucuses and I ended up voting for the guy. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. Big, big mistake. Well, I mean, it's not like you had many options. Uh, you, you well, think, yeah. You, I you mean, think I, McCain would have done that much better of a job? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I should have voted for Bob Barr, the Libertarian, or, you know, my uncle. He's always voted for Nader the past couple elections, but yeah. I digress. Okay. Basically, what happened was I learned too much too fast while I was in, while I was in depth. Like, I, you know, basically what they're trying to do with United, like, do you guys know much about DEP? No, in fact, I was just about to ask you, what's DEP? Okay, okay. Like, if you were to call 1-800-USA-Navy.com and ask them, you know, like, oh, okay, I have a buddy who's in the delayed entry program, what is it? They'll basically say something along the lines of, well, it gets you ready for basic training. That's partially true, it does, but they don't take just any average Joe Blow sailor and throw them into DEP. You know, like, my original ship date was April 7th of 2009. Mm Mm-hmm. They were going to give me about seven months to get ready, which I didn't need that long. Basically, what they're trying to do, with, like, the delayed entry program, it's basically equivalent to Army ROTC. It's officer training. Okay. So what they're doing with DEP right now, what they're doing with equivalent Army ROTC and the equivalent with the Air Force and the Marine Corps is they are just trying to make all-out super, super soldiers right now. I don't understand. Like, well, all right, I scored an 89 on my ASVAP. You know what the ASVAP is? Armed yeah, Services the- Vocational Aptitude Battery. They told us that the av- they told me this is just what they told me. It could be untrue because they lied to me left and right. The average score right now is like thirty five. Okay, I is that 89. down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so they had in in October of two thousand eight, they had me take the uh, the um, um um the nuclear engineering test. You had to get a fifty out of eighty five on it. I scored a forty seven. Mm-hmm. I would easily pass the flying colors. It had just been so long since algebra and trigonometry class in high school because I was twenty one when I signed up. Gotcha. My 21st birthday was August 26, 2008. So I just barely missed the cut on that. Well, then they started, you know, asking me questions like, oh, what would you think about naval intelligence? What do you think about joining the NSA? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I'm only 21 years old here, one step at a time. So anyway, so what I did was I, I, I dissented. I just, I, I got so scared 
about what they were doing that I bolted. I left town about a week before I was supposed to leave for basic. Mm-hmm. I borrowed a bunch of money off my grandma under false pretenses. I borrowed like $6,000 from her, and I left Iowa. I went out to Las Vegas. Somehow, some way, they found me out there. Really? Do you have a yeah, cell phone? No, no, because I didn't own a cell phone. I haven't owned a cell phone in like a year and a half. Did you use a credit card? No, I didn't use a credit card. I've never owned a, had a credit card in my life. What, I, I had this online friend. She was a Facebook friend and then became a phone friend, and she always said, hey, if you're ever in Vegas and you need a place to stay, you know, get a hold of me. So I did. I was out there, and I'm like, okay, I need a place to stay. Had never met her in person. Had only met her, you know, had only talked to her through Facebook, MySpace, and on the phone. So I stayed with her for the night. I wake up, and I, I missed my ship date. My ship date was April 7, 2009. I wake up on April 8, 2009, to my friend, Charlene is her first name, handing me her cell phone saying, Petty Officer Christopher Davidson wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what? That is crazy, yeah. So I'm like, what? So I picked up the phone, and I'm just like, hello? He's like, Ryan, what are you doing? What are you doing in Las Vegas? And I'm like, how did you get this number? He's like, well, that's not important. They ended up putting me on a Greyhound bus from Las Vegas and I was supposed to go out to Des Moines, and that's where he was going to pick me up. And they said, oh, we'll just ship you off to basic training next week. I ended up missing my transfer in Denver. So they said, oh, okay, we can get you on a bus to Kansas City. I'm like, well, hang on. i got to call Davidson. So I called Petty Officer Davidson, and I'm just like, this is what they can do. He's like, I will pick you up in Kansas City. Ends up picking me up in Kansas City, drove from Dubuque, Iowa. That's where I'm originally from. That's where I was at a depth Dubuque. Drove from Dubuque, Iowa to Kansas City to pick me up. That's an eight-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Picked me up. He's like, okay. He picks me up. This was like, yeah, this would have been the day before Good Friday of 2009. So it was on a Thursday. And he drove me from there back up to Dubuque. And he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go watch a graduation tomorrow with the fellow Deppers. And then we'll put you And he's like, I'll take care of you this weekend. And then we'll send you off to basic on Monday. And that's what they did. On Good Friday, 2009, me and my fellow Deppers, we went out to a graduation at Great Lakes, Illinois. All naval basic training is done at Great Lakes, Illinois. So it was going to be your, it was your intention to not join the military at this point. That's why Exactly. Well, I out. never wanted to join in the first place. My parents gave me an ultimatum. You know, they were like, you can move back in with us, but you got to join the military. Because my dad, he was oh, really? the anti-military guy because he was a Marine back in the 80s, and he hated it. What did you tell them as to why you went to Vegas? I didn't really have to tell them anything. It's crazy because, like, like when you're in depth, you can opt out of your contract at any time. You're not legally required to go because you're not bound by the Uniform Code of Military Justice. But they wanted you so bad. Right. They wanted yeah, was, your warm kind of body. Curious, curious about this is um, that, you know, did you, you didn't really have to do anything at this point because you hadn't actually done whatever it is, that last thing that you, one has to do. You weren't in yet. You're in like a really weird limbo when you're yeah. in depth. You know, it's like you're in, you've already sworn in. So why did you go along with this guy? I mean, why did you? Because I was scared. Oh. I mean, I was only a kid. I'm right. still a kid. Yeah. So anyway, so I went out, you know, we went, we watched the, on Good Friday of 2009, it would have been what, April I don't know, 11th or something. So we went out, we watched the graduation, and like, and this is what's weird. You're in a weird limbo and you're in depth. It's like you're in, but you're not. They give you orders, but you don't really have to follow them. Because mm-hmm. there's graduations every Friday. They're getting um, used to following orders. Right. And so when, every, when all the sailors who were graduating, there was like 700 guys who were graduating that day, all of us Deppers who were there, and there was a bunch of Deppers from Iowa. There was hundred, like a couple hundred of us. We all had to stand up at the same time as the people graduating give the salute, and say the Sailor's Creed. Okay. 
And so anyway, so we, we got done watching that. We went to the Nexus, the Naval Exchange, you know, the store. We just kind of dicked around on, excuse my language. That's all right. We just kind of messed around on base for a while. Then we went back to Dubuque, dropped off all the Deppers, and Petty Officer Christopher Davidson, who is now being investigated by the Inspector General, because I called him and talked to him about a month ago, and he's, he's investigating Davidson. Really where, where is this going? I'm just curious. I mean, it's been a, an interesting story, but where, okay, what direction okay, okay. are you taking us? So I ended up getting inten- intentionally arrested the night before I was supposed to leave for basic, the new night I was supposed to leave for basic, and I got intentionally arrested. I ended up getting thrown into jail for all these crimes I didn't commit, and it's not crazy. Are we talking about arrested by the military police? No, no, no. MPs couldn't arrest me, so what they had to do, they had to do it the civilian way. I don't know where this is going, but I'll let you continue here in a moment. More with uh, his story and uh, more with uh, your thoughts as well. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. (laughs) Cruise.freetalklive.com. Dialing toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. Share your story with us, your thoughts, your ideas. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Some of the features on our website include our chat room and webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact, you can do all of those things, and they're all completely free at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com, brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In some cases, they can get the private labeling done in a day and get it to you overnight. It's uh, in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. All right, we're going to continue here. I think Ryan is still with us listening in Iowa. And Ryan, you were telling us a, a detailed story about how you joined the military. You were in the delayed entry program. Or actually, we don't even know if you actually ever really got in. You haven't gotten to that point in the story yet. But you were in this delayed entry program. Uh-huh. You ended up deciding you didn't really want to join the military. So right before you were supposed to uh, to join up, you ended up going out to Vegas. Somehow they tracked you down. Uh, you got on a bus at their request uh, because you were pretty intimidated by what they were, how they were treating you. Um, so even though you didn't have to go along with it, the mindset was had been created in, I guess, in you that, uh, that for whatever reason you did. And so this recruiter comes and drives eight hours to pick you up from a bus station. You uh, drove back with him, and, uh, and then you were going to continue your story, I think, from right around there. That's good, Ian. Okay, yeah. So okay, so we get back. We get done watching the graduation on yeah, Good Friday of two thousand nine, Easter weekend. Yeah, it would have been what was the date? It yeah, doesn't April, matter what the date. It doesn't is. matter. April eleventh, two thousand nine. Whatever. So as we after we drop off all my fellow Deppers, you know, because most of them were in high school, I was the only one who was like twenty one, 
You know, that's why, like, you know, this recruiter, this petty officer, Christopher Davidson, that's why he would, like, invite me to his house and, like, he'd give me beer and, like, we'd drink together, which is a clear-cut violation. He always Allegedly. I mean, we don't know him. But yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Now, don't now, take anything these, I say at face value. Now, yeah. did this recruiter stand to um, be um, disciplined for losing you as a recruit? No, no. Well, because he wasn't even my recruiter. He was a recruiter. My recruiter was Petty Officer Danielle Barr. Last I heard, she got transferred down to Florida, and she's like an IT down there or something now. Hmm. But anyway, so Easter weekend, like after we drop off all my fellow Deppers, he looks over at me. He's like, what guarantees do I have that you're not going to go out drinking this weekend and get in trouble? And I'm like, okay, quick think. And I'm like, what if I give you my driver's license? I can't go buy beer. I can't go out to bars if I don't have my ID. Yeah, pretty like, much. Oh. Yeah, well, he didn't know that I was already a regular at a lot of bars in Dubuque. I, <laughs> so I ended up going out, and I pretty much intentionally got myself arrested. I got arrested for public intox because in Iowa there's an intox law. So, yeah, I ended up getting arrested, and I was like, okay, good. they got to kick me out now. So then I, don't, I didn't get out of jail the next morning, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. I've gotten a public intox before. They usually let you out the next morning. Come to find out that... He was complicit or complacent, whatever the word is, by signing papers to get me committed to have, like, a mental commitment put on me. I ended up getting sent up to Mercy 2 West in Dubuque, Iowa. It's like the mental health ward. And then I ended up getting sentenced to 30 days of drug and alcohol treatment down at Mecca in Des Moines. Even though I didn't have any drug problems, I didn't have any alcohol problems, I didn't have any mental problems. So you're saying the uh, the petty officer recruiter guy set you up for some reason? What do you speculate the reason was for for that? I I don't. He was well. Basically, I mean, he did that. You know, he did the committal thing because he he had to save his own. He had to save his own ass. Mm -hmm. You know, because all the violations he did to me when I was a depper. You know, and this is why when like I called the naval naval inspector general a month ago, this is why he's being investigated right now cuz he invited me to his house, let me meet his family. That's a violation. All this How old are you food. right now? You were 21 when all I'm this I'm 23 now. 23. My birthday is August 26, 1987. So you're you are subjected to 30 days in the mental health facility? Yeah, we're down in Mecca, which is a government it's like I can't really say it's government sponsored. Well, yeah, I think it gets government funds where they dope me up with antidepressants, antipsychotics, against my will, I blacked out. The next thing I remember is I'm waking up in Story County, Iowa Jail, where Iowa State University is, the Iowa State Cyclones, if you ever heard of them. I wake up in Story County, Iowa Jail, accused of all these crimes. I was all over the news. This, uh, this story even hit Associated Press. Just Google my name. Google Ryan, R-Y-A-N, last name Style, S-T-E-I-L. It even hit associated. Yeah. Press. Okay. So, no, so all right, I, I'm in on this now. <laughs> it's all a big scam. No, 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 no. It's not Ryan it's, it's, Style. You're the Ryan Style. Isn't that the guy that's behind the Style Project? It's don't. Am I right about that? I could be wrong. I thought it was an elaborate, I've, really, I've never, I've never heard really of good crank. story. Where are you? Awesome. Let's, I'll let you finish it though. So, all right. I'll tell you the best part about telling lies is to have facts, and he yeah, wanted he wanted to it. nail those dates down, um, and nobody remembers things and like all that. the locations uh, yeah, and the names awesome. and his, and his yeah. date awesome. of birth. Really, yeah. really great job. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like a George Carlin story. To tell you but go ahead. No, I mean, all, everything I said was true. Everything. I, I want to hear the rest of it. So, so you, I mean, you've gone this far. You might as well finish it. I don't believe a word of it. But uh. <laughs> okay, all you got to do is Google my name. Well, it's just Ryan Michael Style. I was accused of all these crimes that I didn't do. You probably, you might not remember this. All you got to do is just look up my name, or even just look up this phrase: Dubuque man poses as blind veteran cons Ames, Iowa, Good Samaritans. 
I ended up sitting in jail for over three months for all these crimes <laughs> I didn't commit. I ended up getting sentenced down to 30 days of treatment down at the Mental Health Institute here in Iowa in Mount Pleasant for 30 days, which was chock full of military personnel. And, I mean, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid, and I ended up just having my life destroyed because I actually had the courage to join the military. So, so, you guys so wait, so you actually did end up joining the military at the end of the story, or no? Well, that's the thing. It's like when you're in debt. I mean, I swore in down at MEPS. I had, to do, I had to go to drills. I had to go to debt meetings. I had to go to just all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I know I never left for basic, but for seven months of my life, the military was my entire life. And I ended up getting my life destroyed by what, it. What are you I doing now, Ryan Style? I, I, I'm a DJ now. I, I'm a performer. I work as a semi-professional Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. You should have the sound effects with the applause. I've got that if you want yeah. some. There you I, go, Ryan. That was very good. Right. He kept us going for two segments on that yep. one. Yep. Now, by the way, Googling Ryan style doesn't give you anything. <laughs> well, it's going to get you uh, uh, the CJ and what, what is it, the Pacific Northwest? Sometimes they use, uh, and I, somebody has called uh, with a call like that before, and maybe it was the same guy, I don't know, but they throw out names too, and usually they're names that have some sort of significance within the community that they're kind of shouting out to very subtly. But a buoy. That kind of thing. I, I guess. I, that's a Howard Stern thing. But uh, I'm suggesting that that community has words and phrases yeah, that yeah, mean things you. to people in that community. And I don't remember any of the names that, uh, that he gave, but the, the recruiter guy was mentioned several times. And so it'd be like... You know, the, the people from uh, 4chan, which is this internet website where a lot of these memes were created, the, the, the popular ideas that spread uh, quickly around the internet, you know, it, putting a <laughs> raptor Jesus out there or something like that would be a, a reference to 4chan that nobody understands except, except people 4chan that, that know it. Yeah, so 800 259 9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I had my suspicions early on in that call. I just wanted to see where it was going. Yeah. Well, I wondered it myself, nowhere. but you know, it, it was fun. Well, I guess it did go somewhere. He allegedly was locked in a you know a, a mental hospital for thirty days. More coming up. You take control. Free talk. Parents of America, beware! The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com/ftl. That's y-e-r-k-i-s-h.com/ftl. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FPL. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site completely free. So head over there and uh, do that totally free. freetalklive.com. And by the way, some of those features include the Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners of this program. Or videos qualify, too. You can go get the details on how to do that if you're a lady listener at shrine.freetalklive.com or just go there and see the Shrine for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a clump company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable? SACL CAI handles all of that. They're a big sponsor of Free Talk Live. The principal over there, Jason Osborne. 
loves the show, loves the ideas of liberty. And, you know, if you've got a business, you need some help in the uh, areas of accounts receivable, collections, billing, things like that, SACL CAI can handle it. They're the, uh, the top sponsor on the banner row there on the right-hand side of freetalklive.com. Click on their banner. Go to SACL CAI. So we just finished up a phone call that now I am confused about. Because the guy that was on the phone with us for the whole hour so far, you know, this is the first half of this hour, was telling us a lengthy, detailed story about what was apparently him. Uh, the, that was the allegation was that it was him. He, he claimed his name was Ryan Style toward the end and that he was saying that he was going to join the military, was in the delayed entry program, decided he was going to skip out at the end, but then ended up uh, being sort of intimidated into continuing on, ended up in Dubuque, Iowa, getting himself arrested, and said, you can Google me, my name's Ryan Style. And I thought, oh, Style, okay, because I was already questioning the call. It was, it was a little too detailed. It had kind of It had kind of that cranker sound to it to me. And then when he mentioned that name, I thought, oh, the Style Project. That's one of those websites, a bunch of uh, sick graphic photos and things like that on there. And I thought, oh, he's just trying to riff on that. And no, somebody, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Proctor here, one of the uh, producers behind the scenes, uh, so shot me a link. Apparently, I was spelling Style wrong when I went and I, I yeah, Googled it. Yeah, I thought so. And uh, the Style is spelled S-T-E-I-L. I was spelling it S-T-I-L-E. And apparently there is a story out there about a Ryan Michael style. So I guess the question here, and I'll give you the details on the story, but I guess the question is, were we actually talking to Ryan Michael style or Mm. were we talking to somebody who was aware of that situation and wanted to... I don't know. Spend a half an hour of our airtime talking about this. We said he was a performer. We said he was a performer. He was yeah, he, he was playing a role. Maybe he was a performer for sure. Here's the story from, and it, this is backed up on. I'm not sure what the original source is. This is from Leatherneck.com, which is some Marine Corps website. But I did I did Google it, and I did find some other news sites that picked this story up or that that were originating the story. Good Samaritans along Main Street in Ames, Iowa, last week helped out a blind, injured military veteran, giving him cash to get a hotel room at the Best Western and other Goodwill donations. They even helped him cash checks at a local bank when he said he didn't have ID on him. The only problem with the scenario was that the man wasn't a veteran, and he wasn't injured or blind, and the checks weren't his. Ryan Michael Style, 21, of Dubuque, was arrested and charged with three counts of felony forgery and one count each of fraudulent practices. Fifth degree theft and third degree burglary. Fifth degree theft? Who ever heard of such a thing? Okay. Police said he ran a number of different scams in the Ames area after arriving here from Des Moines where he'd You been don't run too many st- scams dead drunk. And wasn't that the, the claim that he had uh, had some kind of blackout drinking situation? That was the, the claim. But that might have been a night prior to this. Uh, where he had been sent to the Mecca Center for Substance Abuse and Behavioral Problems. Ames police caught up with Style and, after first trying to send him back to the treatment center, arrested him in connection with the illegal but reportedly convincing cons. This guy's good, said Commander Mike Brennan of the Ames Police Department. Sure is. <laughs> People were really taken in by him. One good Samaritan, Brian Dwaran of Ames, signed three stolen checks over to himself after Style, posing as an injured blind veteran, asked for his help. Dryan told police after the checks were reported stolen that Style had said he had no ID and wouldn't be able to cash the checks himself. The checks had come from the room of Devin Ron, a student whose fraternity brothers had given someone matching Style's description a ride while Ron was out of town. While on vacation, Ron's bank notified him that three checks worth $400 had bounced. 
When he returned to Ames, Ron found that the bag he'd left his checkbook in had been stolen. Hmm. By May 21st, Ames police were on to Stiles' alleged scams. They'd previously picked him up for reportedly acting strange at the Tip Top Lounge a few nights earlier, which is sounding sounds like the event that the caller was referencing. They served a search warrant on the residence where he was staying, where officers found that Style had been paying, uh, spending time on Main Street, allegedly telling people he was a veteran of the Navy or Marines and that he'd been wounded and was blind as a result of his injuries. Police said none of Style's claims were true. Dubuque County Sheriff's Department had a pickup order out for Style, who'd absconded from the Des Moines Treatment Center, and Ames police held him until deputies came to pick him up and take him back. Mike Brennan from the police department said Stiles spent one night in the recovery center before leaving again. When a patrol officer saw Stiles back in Ames on May 24th, he notified the police sergeant at the department, who by then had enough to charge him. Stiles was arrested and taken to Story County Jail, where he was being held on a combined cash-only bond of $10,600. This story was from 2009. So it presumably would be out by now, whatever the the charges were. Uh, If he was held in jail for a certain period of time, he'd be out not by now. So the question is, were we really talking to the scam artist, Ryan Stile? Well, uh, the guy that that we talked to sounded like a scam artist. I mean, I I can tell you that. (laughs) But what was his intention? I I don't know. That's uh, very strange. Why did he call promotion? Maybe. Yeah. He says he's an entertainer now. You know, I'm, I'm the entertainer that ran this hustle. Well, he has a website, or not a website, but he has a, a Facebook page, Ryan Michael Style, S-T-E-I-L. I can tell you, he doesn't look like a military veteran. He looks uh, pr- pretty young, but then again, they do start in the military uh, fa- Well, he didn't young. really claim to be a military veteran. He claimed to have been in this debt program. No, whatever. no, he was ripping pe- No, he didn't claim to us that he was a military veteran. But according to the news story, he was telling people on the street that he was a military veteran. Gotcha. For, to get their sympathy and that he was blind, etc., etc. Like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, it's supposedly a pretty He good had film. his legs tied up behind him, and he was like, so he had stumps, and he was on this little cart with wheels, like a, <laughs> and, he was, <laughs> and he was pushing himself around, begging money uh, from people. So he's there on Facebook. He's got 330 friends, and... Uh, References Jesse Ventura. I don't. Does he play Farmville? I, I don't know about that, Mark. Can you tell that about somebody when they? I don't have any idea. So there you go. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and he wants Jesse Ventura to run for a political office for president in twenty twelve. I, I if he ever calls back, you know, uh, I, I have to ask. If we, hopefully we'll remember uh, his voice or, or remember when, when he calls back. I'd like to know: Are you sorry for what you did? Because if what you what you were doing was not very nice, if, if you were the real Ryan style and you were on the street scamming people for money and stealing checks from uh, from folks and and representing yourself to be somebody that uh, that you weren't, that's, that's fraud. That's pretty scummy, dude. Yeah. And we've done some. We've all done some bad things uh, in our past, but you know, I just I just wonder about that. Anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What do you think? Was it a real? You know, the real guy, Mark. What do you think? Was it the real dude? I do. You think it was a now I do. Yeah. Might also have been a buddy of his too. Could be. Well, you can bring up anything you want at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. By the way, I told you that the police in Washington were very uh, very concerned over something that was flashing a suspicious object. <laughs> well, turns out it was a Christmas ornament. 
Authorities shut down the subway station at the Pentagon and diverted hundreds of passengers in frigid temperatures early Wednesday while investigating a suspicious object that turned out to be a blinking Christmas ornament. Trains on the Washington area, this is from MSNBC, trains on the Washington area metro system were forced to bypass the huge Defense Department headquarters after the object was discovered in the station at 7.15 in the morning, according to their police force. Someone spotted some lights that were blinking in a trash can. We took it seriously... It was called a suspicious object, and they came in x-rayed and inspected the item. Trains were forced to pass through the station without stopping, meaning passengers had to get off at a different station and walk or take a bus back to the building. The Pentagon is also a major transit point for a number of area buses, and people lined up by the hundreds as peop- uh, police investigated. So, huge delays uh, today, earlier today in Washington, D.C. Keeping us safe. Because somebody put a battery-operated Christmas ornament in a garbage bin. or rather because the government overreacts to any. The holiday season provides a great opportunity to share a vision of freedom and how we'll get there. And all of the inspirational and beautifully illustrated publications from BigHeadPress.com are great tools for sharing the freedom message with thoughtful stories, and they are extremely entertaining and a pleasure to read. Just one of the many imaginative graphic novels from BigHeadPress.com is Escape from Terra. Humanity is going to space, and government is not invited. Space pioneers seeking wealth and freedom in outer space. Check out BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you uh, you want at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. 800-259-9231. Again, that number brought to you by SACL CAI. And what is SACL CAI? collections company they do early out billing they purchase charged off receivables and uh, they can help you and your company with accounts receivable all sorts sickle cii you can see their banner at freetalklive.com that's right right there at the top of the uh, the banner column there uh so you can of course bring up whatever you want the government police in washington dc freaking out over a christmas ornament now this follows the boston police a couple of years ago freaking out over some light bright signs that were put up around the city with a cartoon character on them and so then there was the story about i don't remember what city it was but the people that were freaking out over wasn't it like a toy uh, some sort of stuffed animal that was sitting out in i don't remember the exact uh, teddy bear i forget what it was but something that I was like the sitting... stuffed animal story i remember the uh, boston police also finding a uh, a a traffic counting machine that their you know their own government put out to count traffic uh, and blew that up too. Now this one was more recent. That was one too, but this one was more recent where there was a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood oh, that was nearby a school. It was, it was like a, a you know a horsey ride my, or something. Ride my pony of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And they freaked out over that. Pony. Yeah. Bring the bomb squad out. Blow the item up. In this case, it didn't sound like they actually blew this one up, which is a little unusual. In this case, they just X-rayed and inspected uh, the uh, the item. And discovered that it was a, a Christmas ornament that was battery operated and dangerous flashing. Christmas ornaments. It, it's just so crazy uh, that that this is this is happening. I mean, does anybody look at this and say, "Oh boy, thank goodness we had the police to keep us safe"? I mean, that could have been a real bomb. I mean, we need to call the police out for everything that has an LED on it. My phone's got an LED on it; it flashes too, and I get a text message. 
Should well, we inspect you, that? If you leave it out on a bench someplace, we get, we're going to have to. It could be <laughs> right. made of completely of C4 with an LED. It could be, right? I mean, how, how paranoid do you have to be to believe that everything that has a flashing light on it is possibly a bomb. Well, the that's I guess, crazy. It's the paranoid. Question, yes. Paranoia. Well, it's paranoia, but the question really comes down to how evil does your government have to be in order to actually have to fear everything that has a flashing light on it is meant as some kind of reprisal for, for their what actions. They do? Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. think the United States government is any more evil than any other government. I just think they have power and that governments are evil and that when you mix you know governments and power you're going to get whoever's at the top acting in an evil fashion yeah there's a lot of bad people within the government but there's good people too that are just caught up they needed a job and they ended up in the job they're in so i just think it's it's just an it's been like this too for a while where everybody not everybody but there are a lot of people out there that lose it and then, of course, you've got the – you combine this, this overreaction to everything. You combine that with the snitch society. We started out the night telling you about the iPhone app that allows you to snitch out your neighbors and snitch out whoever uh, for supposed suspected terrorism. Who knows? Maybe this report came in via the iPhone app. I don't know. But now you've got the uh, – you've got this overreaction factor combined with this constant barrage of – if you see something, say something. And this message coming from the government from everywhere. Now in the Walmart checkout lines, you're, you're being barraged with this. It used to just be in the, the subways and the, uh, the airports where they were, you know, they played the overhead message. Passengers, please be aware of your surroundings. And if someone leaves a bag, then report it. You know, those kind of things. It was just, just barraging you with this fear factor, with this paranoia. And it's just going to make it worse. It's going to make more people more likely, I think, these susceptible ones, the susceptible, I mean, obviously the people like us are going to hear it and roll our eyes and just be just sick and tired of it. But the people that are susceptible to this message, the people that are, are uh, buying into the idea that we need to be so scared and that there's terrorists are lurking around every corner, uh, it's all going to, it's going to continue to, uh, to amp up where more of these reports are going to come in. If more people are being encouraged to report, if you see something, say something. Whatever is suspicious, send a report in. We'll send out the bomb squad, shut down the entire terminal, and delay thousands of people uh, from getting to work. Well, the question becomes, what are you more afraid of? Are you afraid of uh, some terrorist lurking somewhere with a towel on their head? Or are you uh, more afraid of your country turning into the Soviet Union? I think I'm a lot more afraid of the latter. I'll take my chance with so-called terrorists. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And that's one of the big objections that comes up when you talk about getting rid of the uh, the coercive, violent monopoly that we know of as government. Well, what if this happens or what if that happens? Like, like you say, Wayne, I'd rather take my chances with the invading uh, Mongolian hordes, you know, the supposed fantasy, violent situation that the people that support government would have you believe is inevitable. As soon as the government goes away, you know, the Chinese are going to arm up and come over and, and take over. And it's just so paranoid and so crazy and so un- unrealistic because, you know, we've got guns and uh, people can defend themselves unless you live in New York City. Well, when the Roman Empire collapsed, actually the people... Uh, uh, saluted and, and cheered on the barbarians because living around the barbarians was far um, easier than living under the taxation and oppression of the of the um, uh, Roman government. You know the other aspect of this uh, b- this bomb scare situation is people think they're living in a movie. 
you think that the you know every bomb is going to have flashing lights on it <laughs> and a cl- how about a countdown timer they always have countdown timers right now watch strapped to it i mean <laughs> look if you're a smart terrorist and you want to blow something up Put the uh, duct tape over the LEDs. You know, you don't need to have LEDs for a bomb in the first place. LEDs have to flash, otherwise it's not a bomb, Ian. You know what I mean? This is, this is more government make-work programs. Um, you know, they, they have all these cops that have been created through all these uh, funding mechanisms, whether it's the Department of Homeland Security, the War on Drugs, um, you know, Part 1, Part 2, or Part 3, that, uh, that hired all these law enforcement officers on duty. There's just not a need for them, so they need to create more things for them to do. Do. Mm-hmm. Do, do what does the average American think when they see this? Now I don't know what it means to be an average American, but if if you weren't of the liberty mindset, and we all weren't at some point in the past, at some point uh, we were, we probably believed we needed government for something. So if you were that person, what would you have thought when you heard heard a story like this? Would you have thought, well, you know, it's a good thing they went out anyways. I mean, yeah, it was just a Christmas ornament, but boy, it's a good thing we've got the bomb squad. They're doing their jobs, and you know, they I, I support them. Even though it was silly, I still support them. Or do you cower in fear because it could have been a bomb? Or do you laugh at them because they're ludicrous? The first thing you have to say if you think that this was a good idea is, Ian, don't you know that we were attacked on September the 11th, 2001? (laughs) Then you don't have to do any kind of right. There's no uh, logic thinking after that. You that don't have to discuss, point. you know, who did it or what. It's just scare, fear, bad, uh-huh. bad, fear, scare. Yeah, talking point. So that's. I'm just curious. You know, what what do people think uh, when they hear news like this at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one? That is the SACL CAI toll free line. I mean, I could look at the comments here on MSNBC. And indeed, there are a lot of comments that are uh, that are on our side here and pointing out that this is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> the first comment is the terrorists have won. So it's pretty insane. What's next? What what madness will uh, will befall us next? You can dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. In other travel news. <laughs> According to the examiner, WashingtonExaminer.com, elephant tails, dried hedgehogs, and chicken blood probably weren't on the top of your packing list the last time you traveled. But U.S. Customs and Border Protection seized all of that and other animal parts and plants from one suitcase at Washington Dulles International Airport. CPB spokesbureaucrat Steve Sapp said that the items were taken on December 3rd from a 59-year-old man who was traveling from Ghana. The passenger said the items were used for spiritual purposes. I just knew that was coming. Mm, yeah, I thought so. Officials didn't release any... health-related, uh, you know, some kind of... Uh, doesn't sound too healthy carrying around oil. chicken blood. Yeah. Uh, officials didn't realize that... Excuse me, didn't release the name of the man who's en route to Maryland because he's not been charged with a crime. The suitcase contained two elephant tails, bloody sheets... Five chicken feathers, chicken blood, a dried hedgehog, two dried chameleons, grass, seed pods, tree bark chips, <laughs> and a jug filled with soil, herbs, and blood, according to authorities. Couldn't you get a lot of that stuff once he got here? This is by far one of the strangest suitcases we have ever opened, according to their port director. The passenger had declared to CPB only that he was carrying dried herbs and clothing. Most of the items were incinerated, according to the officials. Regardless of its intended purpose, each item posed potentially severe animal and plant disease threats to American agriculture, according to the bureaucrats. Sometimes this can really be the case. Um, you know, it's a 
something some things get loose and, and just wipe out populations. Elephant tails were not destroyed and were turned over to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. The tails violated the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species. And the passenger was told about the regulations. The main consequences he faces are that he had to give up his suitcase and all of its contents. Very interesting. You can take control of the airwaves, uh, bring up whatever you want. Should people be able to travel with uh, whatever they want? This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice. 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy all the features there completely free. So head over there and do that. freetalklive.com. Main feature allows you to control the content of the website. You can actually submit whatever you want. You can find an interesting news piece or blog post or video or something like that. Whatever you see online that you think you want to share with our listeners, you submit it as show prep. And then other listeners will vote up or down as to whether they like or dislike uh, your suggestion. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com. So I just uh, spotted something there uh, here during the news break that definitely I want to get out. Uh, it's a follow-up on a story that we talked about years ago on this program. It was probably back in 2006 or 2007 when we uh, covered this story. So for those of you that haven't heard it, it deserves to be told again. And there's no one better to do it than William Norman Grigg from the Pro Libertate blog, freedominourtime.blogspot.com. He just posted this at some point uh, today. It's about Derek Hale. You're probably not going to remember that name, but when I start telling you the story, I think so. you'll remember if you've heard it before because it's, well, it's pretty outrageous. Uh, we're going to get to that here in a moment. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the, the details on what has happened here because there has been an update and a settlement made in this, uh, the case of this man's murder at the hands of the police. Joe is first, though, in South Carolina. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to speak on this thing you guys were talking about in the previous segment about this blinking light Christmas ornament thing that the bomb squad comes out to. Yeah, they shut down an entire swath of the Pentagon area of Washington, D.C. in order to investigate a a Christmas ornament that that had been thrown in a trash can. Yeah, I think that's just crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's so crazy. It is like something out of a movie, how you had said. And, um... I just wanted to say that I think that most people, I don't think that most people think that that's some legitimate sort of, you know, well, the police are just doing their job, the bomb squad had to be called type of thing. I think that most people think that that's just ridiculous to call the bomb squad out there and to call the police out there. And I think that most people see through this and think it's, you know, see it for kind of being like the charade of, 
of these guys like getting dressed up in their uniforms to go out there and act like they're doing something when everybody really knows, uh, you know, that it's just like a silly thing to be doing. I don't, you know, I, I don't think that most people or even a large portion of people think that, you know, they did the right thing and that had to be done and all of this stuff. Um, I think it's Is that silly. based on I your think, experience of talking to people and hearing what they say or what do you think? I guess. I mean, in my just in my daily existence, I guess I do interact with people, you know, so it's hard to like I don't like go out and interview people and stuff and ask them about yeah. these particular things. But just in my experiences, I guess, of just being alive and interacting with people face to face, I don't think I think that most people from my experience are semi-rational, semi-intelligent people you know, uh, semi, you know, highly developed primates. And I think that most people can see that and see that it's a silly thing. Like, that I hope it's not, so. I hope you're right. It's not a legitimately like real threat or anything dangerous. Some people, might see that, it as, some people might see it as silly, but might also write it off by saying, well, it's a good thing that they went out and checked it out anyway, just in case. Sure. I think if you could bring it to, I think if, you know, right before it happened, right before they deployed the bomb squad, if you had the option to say, hey, guys, listen up, and everybody was listening, and you could say, everybody who thinks that we should send the bomb squad out, we will do that, but all you have to do is just write a check to pay the guy's salary because these right. guys got to get paid to go out and look at this thing, and everybody who agrees, you just, you'll pay for it. And I think you would really see in that situation what people think it's silly and what people think it isn't. Because oh, no doubt nobody, about it. Right. Because <laughs> you know, People consider... think before they spend their money on stupid crap. The, yep. the deployment of this bomb squad is not cheap. Now, there are a lot of fixed costs. Many many communities decide they need bomb squads. Uh, I remember li- living in Manatee County, Florida, Homa Tropicana, and of course they had to have a big bomb squad, uh, you know, motor home thing with an obese guy that uh, ran the bomb squad. And you just really got to wonder. It's, uh, you know, He's some, there so he can jump on it in case yeah i guess I mean, certainly uh you'll give that bomb a, a good uh muffling a lot more meat floating around <laughs> but you know i it, just deploying it costs a lot of money but the, those fixed costs you know what do you you know you gotta have a bomb squad vehicle you gotta have all the gear for these guys you gotta have the crew you know it's just crazy it sure. is it costs so much money for those things i mean i got friends who are cops and i got some friends who are you know people i know i guess that do that type of thing and i'm a computer programmer and and they make way more money than I do. And, I mean, they just have to, I think you alluded to it earlier, Mark, they have to justify their salary in whatever way they can. So any opportunity they get to dress up in their little costumes and kind of get out there and act like they're, they're protecting us and, you know, doing this stuff that's just so ridiculous, they, they jump at that opportunity because, you know, it, if, if, they're not, if they don't look like they're working, then, Mm. then why are they getting paid so much money to even exist? I think you make some really great points, but to take the other side of the position, somebody could say, well, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but what if it actually was a bomb and then everybody decided, well, they didn't want to spend the money to take your proposal where you'd have to actually pay the bomb squad to come out. Well, then what if it actually was a bomb and everybody decided they were too cheap to bring the bomb squad out and they ended up blowing up? We don't want that to happen. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that that is a different, uh, you know, it's a different perspective, but I, I think it's equally, it's a slippery slope. I mean, that type of thinking, you could look at anything and say, well, there could be a danger in this particular thing. And maybe, you know, we should hire a whole, 
a whole department of people to prevent those dangers from ever existing. Whatever that's a they good could point. Be, you know, how far do you go? How much, how, right. How far exactly. do you go? How much of the day are these guys spending going around looking at flashing lights? Well, you know, they, they do drills too. And if if you do have a bomb squad, I don't think it's going to cost that much more to have them come out and look at it if you already have the bomb squad. Because, like you said, Mark, there's a lot of fixed cost there, and they do drills anyway, and they they need to be experienced to be effective. That's probably a yeah, that's probably a good point. But I think that the average person would really just rather that the murders in their area are solved, the burglaries, the uh, you know the crimes that are committed in their the real area crimes. solved. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm all for, you know, uh, if you think there should be a bomb squad, I mean, get yourself a top-notch bomb squad. I'm all for that, and a, a top-notch whatever squad you want. But I'm just angry about having to pay for it. I'm angry that, that I'm having to pay for this crap, and I think it's just silly crap. I think it's complete crap, and, and I have to pay all of this money to fund it. And, and, you know, it's like it's not even like I have a say in the matter. So, right, I think you'd rather take your chances. Paying for it. That's what, yeah, I think, I think people need to just stop, stop paying for it. I think people need to take back that power of choosing where it is they put their money because right. it's your money. It's and, your money. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Joe. And, and how many times has the bomb turned out to be real? Just curious. I mean, of all the times that the the bomb squads have been called across the country. It's been a long time since they found a real bomb. Mm. And if they found a real bomb, how many of those real bombs that they found were actually bombs that were going to significantly affect the surrounding area? And by that, I mean like something bigger than a pipe bomb, something that's going to C4, something that's going to really put a hole in in some significant... You know, amount of uh, surrounding radius, for instance, from the from the actual place placement of the bomb, because they shut down this entire terminal and they shut down this whole area. Hundreds of people waiting in line, thousands of people unable to get to where they were trying to go. People having to bypass the stop at the subway uh, station in D.C. because of a blinking Christmas ornament. I um, uh, a friend of mine was in, I think, of the 501st Airborne in World War II, and he said they did a practice drill, and I can't imagine when this was, 41, 42, 43, something like that, uh, with a hand grenade, and they put a newspaper around, in a circular fashion, three feet and six feet, around a hand grenade, mm-hmm. pulled the pen, put it in the center of this thing, um, you know, I don't know who did all this, but, and then they examined the paper, um, that to around look at the that shrapnel area. damage yeah. and see what, and apparently it didn't do much damage to the six foot paper, the six foot radial paper. Wow, interesting. So the three foot paper was largely shredded, but if you were six feet away yeah. from the hand grenade, it didn't blow it up. Now you know most explosions go up and down if they're in not in an enclosed area. Obviously, there's uh, is that know, true? Really? Yeah, mostly. I mean, that's what I understand. I've never heard that before. It's very interesting. Is there a scientific reason for that? Look, you're not talking to a scientist. You're talking to a radio talk show host. One eight, maybe you know. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a way to support liberty? Now you can. And save while shopping online. FreeOzRadio.com brings you Bitcoinsback.com. Bitcoinsback.com gives you up to a 5% rebate every time you shop at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Newegg, and other online retailers. Bitcoinsback.com supports liberty at the same time as it saves you money. Bitcoinsback.com. Brought to you by FreeOzRadio.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there totally free. So head over there and do that. Also coming up here tonight, your chance to win a two-pack of the Totasack. But what is the Tota Sack for those who are uninitiated, Mark? It's well, the awesome. Totem. Yeah, it's 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 an awesome little device. It's a uh, it's made of completely uh, recycled materials. It's a retail grocery bag carrier, um, and it doubles as a self defense uh, device. Yeah, yeah, you can use it to defend yourself. There's a little video on the internet about how to use the Tota Sack to defend yourself, and it is it it would be great for that. I've never used it in that fashion. I have, or thank goodness, many times to uh, carry the grocery bags. I just hook it through the back po- pocket of my pants and go in the grocery store and. Uh, rather than having to roll the cart out and then put it in the corral and all that stuff, I just carry it all in one um, tote sack. We often have a second one in the car in case we uh, need it. But um, you know, you can get you can go get a a, a family pack today at t o t a s a k dot u s totasack dot u s. There's no c in totasack, and uh, they make great stuffing stocking stuffers. We've got some, and we're going to give to give to the family. Um, totasack dot u s. And they're made, yeah, they're made in the USA too. Yep, it's the truth. All right, so 800-259-9231. Just a further comment on the the bombing discussion we were having there a moment ago with this Christmas ornament being the cause. Uh, actually, of course, the government was the cause, but the Christmas ornament is what led the government people in Washington, D.C. to shut down an entire uh, swath of the subway to allegedly prevent people from being killed by this what was purportedly a, the thought to be a bomb turns out to be a flashing christmas ornament with an led light on it and it, it speaks to the paranoia that runs rampant through a certain segment of this society of course as our caller pointed out a lot of people look at this and say this is a bunch of nonsense i can't believe this is going on but that doesn't stop it from going on they continue uh to ply us with this police state where as was pointed out the police need to justify their existence so for them it's a good thing to go out and do these scary bombing sniff runs where they go and they run an x-ray or in this case they actually didn't blow it up normally they they get to blow something up normally when you hear about a bomb scare it's the police that end up you know incinerating something you know if they have enough uh, bomb calls in a given year then they're going to need a robot you know, so they just need they need a few more calls, and then we can have the robot. And these are all the guys as kids that probably blew up frogs with a firecracker. I bet you're right about that, Wayne. I think there's a lot more people that have blown up firecrackers than <laughs> than have ended up on the bomb squad. But you know, it's 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 guys playing with big toys. So again, I am not an explosives expert, but I do pay somewhat of attention to the news that's going on around me, and whenever I hear about bomb scares. Every time I can remember, it never turned out to be real. It, it always just was a scare. And it would seem to me that if they actually did find a real, live, dangerous bomb, that that would make news. That like, oh my god, the bomb squad actually found something. This was real. It was planted behind the courthouse and they were going to blow up the judges or whatever it is that uh, where it would have been found. It would have been maybe even national level news. I would expect to see that because I highly doubt the bomb squads are going around the country uncovering bombs everywhere. And it's just so typical that they find bombs that it's not making the news. I, I doubt Right. that be to be the case i doubt they would put a bomb in you know personally if if i were doing this i wouldn't put a bomb in a trash can in a subway station if i were going to do it i would be trying you know I, I wouldn't be looking to to kill a bunch of sort of 
ordinary people. I'd be looking to kill judges or something like that. Well, but the terrorist cops. marker is supposed to, we're supposed to believe the terrorists are looking to kill ordinary people. Right, that's so it's not about tra- what you would do. plane into the Pentagon, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, not, you know, I mean, if you're going to do this, you're, <laughs> you're going to do a little research. You're going to see what uh, car the judge drives at the uh, you know local courthouse, and you're going to make a bomb that has a little cl- ticking clock on it that has a magnet when, the, or you know, it's it's somehow rigged to the car door when the guy gets in, opens the car door, boom, and then you have the propellant of the gasoline with the inside the. Uh, you know, thought about this way too much, Wayne. I know. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's not go down that road, Mark. I'm just saying that that's what makes the most sense. Well, it depends. Well, you, you it know, depends you, on no, your you perspective. You have a point, Mark. You have a point. I mean, ter- so supposedly terrorists want to terrorize the public and all, but it doesn't seem logical that somebody would put a bomb where, where this, this little blinking Christmas ornament would be. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I'm not going to say what is and what is not likely as far as bombings are concerned because, well, we're just not dealing with it. We don't know what's likely. It doesn't happen here. And that's why I want my, my ultimate question here is because the people that would defend the bomb squad, our last caller's suggestion was that he doesn't want to have anything to do with this. He'd rather take his chances. But there are people out there that would say, well, for, for every time that the bomb squad was called, what if it was real? It, if, it, if they actually do catch a real bomb and save people's lives, then it was, it was all worth it. And I think they have a valid thing that they're saying there. That's a yeah. valid point. However, if, if it's a point that's made in the face of reality in that there are no bombs that have been caught by the bomb squad or nothing of significance or you know nothing more than some pipe bomb sitting in a guy's garage, nothing that's been planted in any sort of public area that's going to go off. Well, certainly the Unabomber existed, but one has to, I guess one has to, what way the, uh, you know, the the danger of, uh, you know, the bomb squad, the cost of bomb squads and calling them out versus the cost of, uh, you know, bombs and them going off. How many times a bomb squad, bomb, that's bomb not what I want to look at. I don't want to run those numbers because the people that have been blown up by bombs that were real would, you know, they then would why say. Why don't we have an alien squad? <laughs> I don't understand your point. Because there okay, are aliens. It's very unlikely that aliens are going to come down, beam, beam down to the subway station and vaporize with their atomizer guns uh, the people in the, in the, um, uh, the, the subway. How do you but know that, But we Mark? need a squad just to make sure. So, I mean, it's a very unlikely circumstance. The question is, how unlikely... Do we need, uh, you, know, what, what, you know, what do we need, uh, how unlikely is it ludicrous to make a squad for and call them out? I see where you're coming from. I don't want to come at it from that perspective. I want to look at it from the perspective of it's not really happening now and they haven't stopped anything now. And that's in a situation where you do have the U.S. military going around the world and blowing people up. And you do have the desire for reprisal on the parts of these people that would be called terrorists. Well, what about and it's the guy, still not happening. What about the guy who just recently was in Times Square, the Times Square bomber? I mean, he attempted to make a bomb, drove it into a centralized location. Some uh, civilians noticed. Wasn't that he set up by the FBI? Wasn't that one of those? I don't stories? believe so. No, no, he was like a real deal. Yeah, huh? yeah. Um, the, the, it, it was sketchy there. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's always something you can bring up. But, you know, I mean, I understand why people would want to do these things. But my point being that if the U.S. military wasn't going around the world and blowing things up and destroying uh, lives, we're already at a situation where there's hardly ever anything that's a real bomb or any sort of real threat. So if you eliminate the U.S. military going around and killing people around the world, then it would seem like there really would be no justification for a bomb squad because there's no bombs to speak of which to speak pretty much right now, and there would be fewer uh, in the future if we actually didn't have this intrusive foreign policy, or they didn't, the government people didn't have this intrusive foreign policy going around angering people, stepping in the hornet's nest, so Yes, but the people that uh, make money from the intrusive foreign policy 
policy are very unlikely to be blown up by a bomb in a subway. So they say to themselves, well, why not? The people that uh, that are going to be blown up uh, in a subway, they have to pay for my you know intrusive foreign policy. So we'll just continue with it. All right. We're going to give you a two-pack of the Toda Sack here, and then we're going to continue with more Free Talk Live. We'll take your calls. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. Is there any reason to justify having a bomb squad? And if so, what would you think the way the, the free market would do it? I mean, the, the free market could do it probably a lot cheaper, mm-hmm. a lot more efficiently than the government guys. Just an idea. Just something to think about. 800-259-9231. Hey, if you want a tote sack, though, a two-pack, call in now. Different number, 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105, and you'll win a tote sack. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there completely free. So head on over there and you can enjoy uh, stuff like our listening options. We've got live streams, broadband and dial-up versions around the clock, 24 hours a day. You can hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can also do that uh, via our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. We've got a webcam, a satellite feed, which is free to air, meaning you can listen for free without subscription fees. And in addition to that, you'll find 84 wonderful radio stations on our list of affiliates. All of that is available for you at listen.freetalklive.com. So we continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. Greg is in Texas. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Greg. What's on your mind tonight? You know, you guys are talking about this uh, bomb stuff, and it reminds me of, um, do you remember a couple of years ago when that uh, those people did that TV show, The Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah, that's that, right. We actually had uh, we actually had one of those guys that uh, you're talking about the the Boston bomb squad shutting down like half the city or a significant portion of right. the city because For somebody put up some of the uh, the Moonanite characters as light bright boards around the city as part of a promo- promotional campaign. Right, right. they were on the light brights like a child's toy, and they actually I think they actually blew one of them up. And then remember they gave that press conference, and the uh, the media was upset with them because they weren't taking it seriously. Which I absolutely, they were talking about seventies hairstyles and things like that. It was fantastic. Those guys are great. Yeah. We actually interviewed Zebler. He was one of the two guys uh, that you're talking about. One of the guys that was being interviewed and uh, the, the, you know charged charged by the police. So if you really thought that was an interesting uh, situation, there you can go to guests.freetalklive.com, and he's the last guest because well, it's alphabetical and his name. Named Zebler, and you can download that full interview with him. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. Cool. I'll have to look that up. Actually, the main reason I was calling though was uh, last night on the show. Um, I think it was Sam mentioned having to give like identification or something when he was trying to sell some books, some used books to a bookstore. Yeah, I was pretty he shocked had, by that. I think I know what he's talking about. Um, I didn't know that it was a federal law, but I do know it's at least a state law here in Texas. Um, it has to do with uh, anytime you pawn an item, they want to the pawn dealers. I mean, there's a law for it. I don't, they don't necessarily need to have a law for this, but they want to make sure that you're not selling anything, actually a stolen item. Because the yeah, I see. Don't want- 
I see where you're coming from there. Uh, it seems a strange thing to do with books, though, right? Normally, yeah, I yeah. suppose there could be some valuable books. And certainly, there are valuable books out there. Uh, but yeah. most of the time, when you take books to the bookstore, you're getting 10 cents or something like that. Not the most productive thing to uh, to swipe if you're going to be stealing things from people. Right. I deal with it mostly when I go to – I play video games a lot. So, you know, buying and selling video games, you can you right. know, sell old games and get new ones uh, cheaper. But that's what that was about. I had no idea that that was a federal law, but um, – yeah, that's what that's that's what that's for. I don't necessarily think you need yeah, a I law for that. Sure. I don't believe that's fun. a federal law at all. I've never been carded to uh, to buy books or to to sell books at, at used bookstores in my life. Well, it it is definitely a law here in Texas. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks for uh, enlightening us on that. Anything else you want to share? No, that's all I had. Greg, I appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. All right, I'm going to try to get this update here in on this story. This is a little lengthy because he retells it. Uh, freedominourtime.blogspot.com, William Norman Grigg, telling us that there's uh, been few better examples of the practice of police accountability, generally consisting of the using of money stolen at gunpoint to buy off victims and survivors of officially sanctioned criminal violence. Because anytime they settle a case, it's not their money. It's your money. It's not the uh, oh sorry Mark I had to turn your uh, your microphone off there. Thanks. If yeah, if they uh, get uh, sued for whatever reason, they find that uh, these cops have acted inappropriately. They've stepped beyond their bounds. Well, but they're never responsible personally. Yeah, for their, it's not their like actions. they've got to write checks. So few better examples can be found than the nine hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars settlement paid by the city of Wilmington, Delaware, to Elaine Hale, whose husband Derek was murdered by Wilmington police in November of two thousand six. The settlement uh, brings to an end a federal lawsuit that was scheduled for trial next July, more than four years after Derek, a Marine veteran who served two tours in Iraq, was shot three times at point-blank range after being tasered seven times within the space of about a minute. This was the guy Coming who back was, to you? Uh, yeah, was sitting on his front, front doorstep. Porch. Yep. yep. They, just, they just ran up and went at it. In front of witnesses, as I recall. Unarmed and cooperative, Derek was not a criminal suspect and had done nothing to justify arrest, let alone a summary execution. Payoffs of this kind are part of a ritual of self-exculpation in which the police and local criminal clique they serve loudly proclaim their complete innocence, even as their cynical actions offer eloquent testimony of their guilt. William Montgomery, one of the palace eunuchs who serve William Mayor or Wilmington Mayor James Baker, performed this role perfectly. He said uh, this, We were very confident in our case and know that our officers acted properly and professionally. He lied in an announcement in the settlement, uh, or announcing the settlement, which, as he went on to say, meant that the supposedly rock-solid case would be spared the inherent risk of a jury trial. Hmm. So the settlement prevented them from actually taking this case to court. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm of the opinion that uh, the largest risk when it comes to a jury trial is for the person who doesn't work for the government, not for the person who does. Fortunately, Montgomery pointed out the risk of trial was eliminated for less than the cost of defense. Did you catch that? They paid this woman, her, the, the, the wife of this, this guy, they paid her less than what they would have paid the lawyer. So it was like a deal for them. But it was $900,000, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what he said. Wow, that's a lot of – it just shows how much it costs to get through our system of uh, you know uh, arbitration here. Through the miracle of socialized municipal risk management, nobody will face accountability for the extrajudicial killing of a 25-year-old husband and father of two uh, stepchildren who'd celebrated his first wedding anniversary just days before he was murdered. Shortly after receiving a medical discharge from the Marine Corps, Derek joined an outlaw motorcycle club called the Pagans. In November of 06, he and some friends from the club made a run from Virginia to Wilmington as part of a Toys for Tots promotion. Derek didn't know that for more than a year before he joined the club, the Pagans were the subject of a Delaware State Police investigation. 
He was house-sitting for a friend on the day he was murdered. Sandra Lopez, the soon-to-be ex-wife of Derek's friend, arrived with an 11-year-old son and 6-year-old daughter early in the afternoon to remove some personal belongings. Derek, wearing a hooded sweatshirt, was sitting quietly on the front porch of the home when an unmarked police car and blacked-out SUV arrived at around 4 o'clock and disgorged a thug scrum of 8 to 14 heavily, heavily armed police. According to eyewitnesses, the officers were dressed in black and displayed no police insignia of any kind. At the time, Lopez and her children were standing behind Derek on the small porch, which was at the top of a short stairway. The armed strangers ordered the woman and her kids to move away from Derek, who by this time had arisen to his feet. One of the cops ordered Derek to remove his hands from his sweatshirt. No more than a second or two later, according to eyewitnesses, he was hit with the first of what would be seven taser strikes. The blast knocked Derek sideways and sent him into convulsions. His right hand involuntarily shot out of its pocket, clenching spasmodically. Ordered to put his hands up, Derek struggled to comply, but found himself paralyzed. So he was, because that's what happens after you get tased. You lose your motor control. You, the cops you, are supposed to know this. I mean, they, as, as I understand it, you're supposed to be tased in order to be able to use one. So he was struck with a second taser blast that drove him to the side and induced him to vomit in a nearby flower bed. Not in front of the kids, Derek pleaded. Get the kids out of here. The officers continued to order Derek to put up his hands as he was physically unable to comply. And then they tased him again. And again. And again. And again. And again. That's not necessary, exclaimed eyewitness Howard Mixon, a contractor who'd been working nearby. That's overkill. That's overkill. One of the bold and brave paladins of public order swaggered over to Mixon and threatened him. I'll let things show you overkill, snarled the barely literate tax feeder. Meanwhile, Derek, left to wallow in a puddle of his own vomit, was trying to comply with the demands of his assailants. I'm trying to get my hands out, Derek gasped, trying to make his tortured and traumatized body obey his will. Horrified, his friend Sandra screamed at the officers. He's trying to get his hands out. He can't get his hands out. Few things be, uh, bring out the raw courage of a cop, like the sight of an unarmed and defenseless suspect. Acting with the serene confidence that his victim couldn't harm him, Lieutenant William Brown of the Wilmington Police Department, who was close enough to seize and handcuff Derek, if this had been necessary, shot him at point-blank range sending three 40 caliber rounds into his chest in May of 2000 execution that's all this is that's right in May of 2007 Delaware attorney general Bo Biden yes the glorious outpouring of uh, vice presidential loins issued a report vindicating Brown's actions the report began by claiming that the purpose of the tasering was to overcome Derek Hale's resistance to the arrest so he could be taken into custody without injury to himself or to the officers you know, that didn't go very well 800-259-9231. There's more to the story. We'll uh, share it with you here in a little bit, and you can bring up what you want as well. 800-259-9231. Another important example of exactly how this system works. They get away with murder, and you get to pay the cost, if they're even found to be somehow liable. In most cases, these cases are just wiped away, and nobody has to pay anything. It's free talk live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free 
Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for your thoughts. Your calls, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on our site for free. Please vote for Free Talk Live. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, some carrots. All right. seen there during the break. <laughs> uh, vote for Free Talk Live at podcastawards.com. This is your last reminder. If you're listening on the radio right now, you're in your car, make a mental note to drop by your computer whenever you get to it, whether it's at work or at home. Go to podcastawards.com, scroll to the the, uh, politics slash news category, select Free Talk Live, fill in your name and email address below that, and click submit. You'll get a, a verification email to make sure you're a real live human being. Open it up, click the verification link inside, you're done for this year. The Podcast Awards voting closes tonight at midnight Eastern Time. So you've got precious little time left to do this, like two hours and ten minutes. If you're listening live right now, get out there. It's your last chance, podcastawards.com. And thank you so much uh, for helping, whether we win or not. Thank you for uh, for your assistance this year in the Podcast Awards. Podcastawards.com. Vote for Free Talk Live. So how soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples there, and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right. So 800-259-9231 is the number. We're giving you an update from William Norman Grigg over at freedominourtime.blogspot.com, where we're updating you on a story Regarding Derek Hale, who unfortunately is no longer among the living, thanks to the Wilmington, Delaware Police Department, one officer in particular, William Brown, but a squad of approximately 8 to 14 cops attacking this man in the front so the front stoop of his home, uh, where actually he was house sitting, but uh, out in public, out in front of a whole bunch of witnesses, which is why they had to give him a settlement, because otherwise it would have been their word against his, and he'd be dead. And if there were a limited number of witnesses around, that probably would be good enough for them to avoid having to uh, to go, you know, to, to actually pay out a settlement of almost a million dollars in this case to the uh, to his wife. Yeah, they tased this guy seven times. He was down on the ground. He couldn't he couldn't move at all. And they just uh, the, the lieutenant stood over him, pulled out his gun, and executed him on the spot. Yeah, they were demanding that he. Re- this guy really wasn't. This guy wasn't wanted for anything. Nope, not at all. They were there. Essentially, they were investigating his bike group that he was a member of. For something. Yeah. And they came there to Toys for tots. do something, I guess, arrest him. Or I don't know what their intentions were, but they ended up you know, murdering this man. And we're continuing this story here. So leaving aside the fact that the taser assault caused severe injury to Derek, as a coroner's report later confirmed, and also made it impossible for him to comply with the police's orders, every eyewitness to the murder who wasn't implicated in the crime insists that the victim never resisted arrest in any way. It was the police's claim, well, we had to blast this guy with a shotgun. Uh, we had to blast him because he wasn't doing what we said. Uh, excuse me, maybe it wasn't a shotgun. Yeah, I don't think 40, it was a shotgun. 40 caliber 40 rounds. And uh, so, yeah, he, he wasn't resisting at all in the first place, so he shouldn't ever have been tased in the first place. Furthermore, Thomas Newberger, one of the attorneys who represented Derek's widow, pointed out that the Wilmington PD's departmental policy on taser use doesn't authorize the use of that reliably lethal weapon on non-resisting suspects. 
Biden's report also claimed that Derek's menacing behavior, which consisted of vomiting into a flower bed while begging the police to get the kids out of harm's way, led that timid creature known as William Brown to believe that he was in immediate danger and that the use of deadly force was immediately necessary to prevent serious injury or death to him or one of his partners in state-sanctioned crime. No charges were filed against the individual who murdered Derek Hale, that is, the cop. Shortly after Biden issued his report, Brown, the murderer, got a medal. Nope. He was promoted. Yeah, this happens all the time. It's a, it's the way the police departments will often uh, try to, to cover up the, uh, you know, their, their, their liability in these right. circumstances. Right, he's a hero. These guys, this is a very competent officer. This infuriating detail was merely a filigree on the tapestry of mendacity woven by Delaware's law enforcement community to cover up the murder of Derek Hale. In the years prior to the anti-pagan crackdown, he was in the pagan biker uh, bike group, Hmm. crackdown by the Delaware State Police, the agency was besieged. By the way, they were working with Toys with Tots. This is not a heroin, uh, you know, dealing bike group. Toys for Tots. They may very well be, but at the very least, they were doing Toys for Tots. The agency was besieged with lawsuits alleging civil rights violations and subject to several ongoing corruption probes. Attorney Thomas Newberger told me three years ago that DSP Commander Thomas McClish, or Colonel Tom, to use Newberger's not-at-all-affectionate nickname, who was appointed to his post in 05, made improving the agency's public image his highest priority. A high-profile campaign against a big, bad biker gang was just the thing to uh, repristinate the department's image. That's a new word. I like it. Repristinate, as I'll in to make it pristine again. The state police operation eventually yielded a 160-count indictment, much of which was withheld from the public after prosecutors had cluttered the air with lurid but vague allegations of racketeering and gang activity. 32 pagans were arrested on narcotics and weapons charges. The investigation came to a thoroughly an anticlimactic end when a fewer than a half dozen pagans were charged with narcotics-related offenses. All of them were given deals that didn't involve prison time. Last, or Doesn't excuse me, sound very serious. No, like six-year-old Ayanna Jones, who was murdered by police last May in a Detroit SWAT raid staged for TV cameras, and 21-year-old Las Vegas resident Trevin Cole, who was murdered by police in a hotel drug raid that was also the outgrowth of a reality TV program. Derek Hale was the casualty of a police public relations campaign. He didn't become a person of interest until after he'd been killed. Immediately after the shooting, the DSP contacted the Virginia State Police and, in a deliberate act of official perjury, told them that the murdered Marine was a suspect in a narcotics investigation. Police from Delaware and Virginia barged into the Hale family's Manassas home, shoving aside a grieving wife and two devastated children in order to carry out a charade of search in the service of an official fiction. The architects of this cover-up weren't content to terrorize Hale's devastated widow and stepchildren. They also traduced the character of the murder victim. On November 20th, so you understand, after they murdered this guy, then they cooked up a story oh, about sure. how they wanted, to, you know, he was wanted for a narcotics investigation and then raided their home. The woman's home who was grieving. They needed anything they could get. And I'd like to point out that even though this is a rather large settlement, $900,000, it's still less than it would have cost the department to defend to itself set, in yeah. court. Yep. So they they just... They, they still didn't get a punishment. On November 21st, 2006, roughly three weeks after Derek's murder, the DSP issued a breathtakingly dishonest press release alleging the victim had resisted arrest and claimed that he was at the center of a long-term narcotics trafficking investigation, which is still ongoing. He's at the center because they tasered him seven times mm-hmm. and then executed him while he was on the ground. Meanwhile, prosecutors frantically cobbled together the above-mentioned omnium gatherum indictment in the hope that somebody... 
anybody connected to Derek would be charged with an actual crime. Now, three years later, the people responsible for the murder and cover-up have taken care of the final detail by paying off the victim's family at taxpayer expense. Derek grew up in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, shortly after he was murdered. A man who had known Derek in his childhood contacted me to express his outrage that a responsible, respectful young man of exceptional character could survive two tours of duty in Iraq, only to be slaughtered by a death squad here at home. He said this, There is no way in hell he would have threatened the police po- a police posse. When I saw his obituary in the local paper, I thought he must have been killed in Iraq or something. But alas, our own homegrown terrorists took the life of an innocent man. Now, I don't blame the, the wife for taking the settlement. That's no, no. You know, the right thing to do for her. It gets it over with. She doesn't have to think about this well, you know, at that point you know, deal I, with the court and all that crap. You may, the taxpayers may be a victim here because they choose to, uh, you know, because th- they didn't do this action, but they sit around and they accept it. They do. They accept these. Police. I pay property taxes. Yeah, I, I understand. But so do you. At least so do you, Wayne. You speak out on it. You know, at True. least you don't condone it with your words. This is the first step. OK, the first step is, well, the first step is realizing that there's a problem. The second step is actually saying, you know what, there's a problem here and people aren't doing that. They're saying, you know, they're, they're putting their hands over their hearts and they're singing, God bless America, mm-hmm. because that to them, that's what they've been taught to do. When, when you're confronted with a problem with your government, you must talk about how great it is to live in a free country. That's what we're taught to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're forced to pay your property taxes, if you're forced to pay income taxes, if you're forced to do these things, you can't be free by its definition. Well, somebody would say, yeah, you guys have it easy up here in New Hampshire. They don't have the same problems here in New Hampshire. And why are you complaining about people getting arrested for open container and things like that? I have a problem with anybody that gets kidnapped who has not harmed anyone else. Two of my uh, friends here in Keene were tried today and convicted of uh, of open container and sentenced to $155 fines, which they're not going to pay. So they're going to instead do community service. So 10 hours or whatever, 10 and a half hours of, uh, of community service. But that doesn't take – that doesn't – you know – they were kidnapped. They were enjoying their day, and it was an afternoon on a Sunday, and they were enjoying a, a beer, and they were taken away from their freedom as a result of that. And I, I find it outrageous when anybody has their freedom taken from them, whether it's to a small extent, like in the case of an open container and being uh, arrested for several hours, or in the case of this man who had his entire life taken from them. These people are stealing our money, and we need to say no. We need to refuse to go along with this. See you tomorrow night. Free talk. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing, here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. I'm often asked by my clients about superfruits, those exotic fruits that are dynamos of nutrition that everyone is talking about these days. One of the best of these miraculous fruits that is getting a lot of attention and notoriety is called acai, which is known as the beauty berry. 
The acai berry naturally contains omega-3, 6, and 9 fatty acids, protein, and how many fruits can say they contain protein? Acai also contains fiber, anthocyanins, and a host of other very powerful nutrients. It is truly worthy of the title of a superfruit. Because acai berries are impossible to obtain at your local grocery store, Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains this wonderful superfruit and a host of other nutrients in a healthy, delicious juice. It's called acai berry juice, and it provides all the benefits of the acai berry in every 8-ounce serving. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice, and you'll be getting everything you need for a healthy body. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.